What's up, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Metal Epidemic podcast with myself, Dave, and my sexual colossus of a co-host, Duncan. What is happening, son? What is happening? <laughs> Sorry, Dave, that was me trying to talk through my rather large penis. Um, <laughs> That's early. That's like, that could be a record. Yeah, that you, could be a record. You, were, like, you, you called it before we started recording, so um, <laughs> I, I thought I'd get that out of the way. Uh, yeah. So I will never... Hey, if you're a listener out there, this is a PSE for you to let you know that I will not mention my dick for the rest of the recording. Lies. Absolute lies. I don't like where this is going, Dave. I don't like anything right now. Uh, Kyle is not here. Kyle has bronchitis. Kyle, Kyle is recovering from an unfortunate uh, autoerotic asphyxiation accident. Um, See if that which... turns out to be the case. See if he was going for a strangle wank and it went too far. Some, uh, some bass strings and uh, some electric some ba- Yeah, he's, he strings from his nine-string guitar. <laughs> just a wee bit too heavy. Um, so yeah, he's not uh, with us on this show. So no. you know what, Dave? I was thinking to myself, if he's not going to be here, mm. then fuck him, right? Uh, that's <laughs> what I thought. Right? But, you know, like we, like, I mean, me and you could sit and have a, a recording together, but it's going to be shite. <laughs> they usually Probably. are. So yeah. we have to get someone on who's immensely talented, very funny, very witty, and <laughs> writes things for a living that I don't read. So, like, here we go. Um, so I will leave it to you to do the the, the welcomes on board, but uh, hopefully not for the the last time. Hopefully future appearances. But yeah, go for oh, it. look at that, just right in there, future appearances as well. Yeah. Um. Yes, we uh, you know, we like to keep things spicy. We like to to spice things up in a metal episode. I don't know why I went Jamaican there. I don't know why I went Jamaican. Was that Jamaican? Was it Jamaican though? I, reg- I regretted that as soon as I said like, it. Like Jamaica um, by way of Yorkshire. <laughs> you know I mean, going uptown. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> that was, um, that was yeah, we have we have a very very special guest on this podcast. Um, a, a person that actually has kind of championed us from. The start of both yeah. our websites, yeah. um, even you know way back as well. Should have learned a lesson after the close of the first should one. Should have but, really. Yeah. Should, yeah. What, what was I thinking? Um, but uh, we've wanted her on here for a while, but it's finally happening on the podcast. One of the directors of Hold Tight PR and good friend of ours, Lisa Coverdale, is here on the podcast. Lisa, how are you doing? How how does it feel to be on the hottest metal podcast in town? Scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hi. Hello. Uh, just uh, looking forward to the dick chat. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's already happened. It's already happened. There will be no more dick chat on this show. We say you are in safe hands. I don't believe you. I, don't I had believe a you. sit down with our HR department, and I've been told I'm not allowed to do it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, otherwise, I have to sit down and go through a 45 minute instructional video explaining why it is not okay to stretch my scrotum out like a bat wing. Um, <laughs> So. <laughs> every single every single review and every single reaction yeah. video that I come and watch on your site yeah. you're talking about your throbbing dick yeah. in some respect yeah. trying to work an analogy into one of my bands yeah. that then I have to take as a pull quote and stick in a report to send to a client so I thank you for that I mean sex sells 
So, they always come back and say, did they really say that? And I'm yeah. like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 that happened. Who, yeah. yeah, they did. Who was, um, who was the band that sent us a, a mock, mocked up t-shirt of one of your quotes? Remember we got one of those? Remember with the, oh, the t-shirt they sent yeah, us? Who yeah, yeah, that, uh, that was... That? Um, Oh man, they were really good as well. I, I feel horrible now because I <laughs> like that album. Um, oh, was it? No, I, no, I'm, I'm getting. I might be getting confused here because there was one where uh, was it? Was it me? Was it my face that ended up on a? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. W- wounded, wounded. No, not wounded. Uh, Dave's gonna find. Dave will I'm, find it. I'm, we will find it. I've still got the picture. They sent me the picture, a mock-up of Duncan's face on a t-shirt. Yeah. And it said something like, what was the quote on it? That, making dudes hard or something yeah, like that. Yeah, making dudes hard, yeah. yeah. Why, 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 it was a, why it was a mock-up of his face and nothing else. <laughs> uh, you need a bigger t-shirt uh, for anything else. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, in America, you can get those triple, triple X, you know, quadruple uh, XL ones. Maybe, maybe shove it on that. It might just fit in. Uh, but yeah, at least you, you're here. Now, we're going to be honest. Yeah. Be uh-huh. honest. Peek behind the curtain. I expect here. nothing less, Duncan. So um, just, yeah. We've known you for years. So, yeah. And, <laughs> Too long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'd like, I'd like, just like in the intro here, I, I do want to say what I love the most about what you've done with hold tight is i've literally seen you start from like managing a band to now going to where you are and i think i think if people don't understand i think a lot of people just think you you know my mate's in a band i'll just do pr for them oh look at me i'm running a pr company (laughs) the graft and time you've put in to do that is absolutely unbelievable and i still mm. like this year with like this year i think it was when you you started like announcing the big news that was coming in all, and all the rest and the push it into the, the different markets and stuff and the thing that kind of thought to me is like you've done all that to get to where you are now and it just feels like now you're just starting to kick off so i think exactly. it's i think it's incredible i'm you very know. tired thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> um it didn't even start with managing a band it started with a website and mm. like way way back UK Metal Underground. That's right. Start- Fuck. Yeah, do you remember that on on MySpace? We yep. started at the same time as Metal Injection. The pair wow. of us launched at the same time with different ideas of what we wanted to do. UK Metal Underground was to bring all the bands and all the venues mm-hmm. and just a way of the underground to support each other and and uh, contact each other through a forum and stuff. Yeah. So it started there. And then I've just kind of bunny hopped my way through. I worked for a friend's label, a guy called Dan, who ran a, a label called Union Black Records. Remember Union Black, uh, yeah. Yeah, this has gone back, way back in the day, to to then working um, at Basic Records, mm-hmm. uh, who I, I got that job by harassing Barley on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't need any staff. And I was like, I'll be there on Monday. <laughs> And that's how that is honestly how I started with, with basic. I I harassed them to death on Twitter. That's um, amazing. And wow. and from that jumped into because Barley and James Monteith, who's in Tesseract, they mm-hmm. formed Hold Tight. I joined a year later. That's maybe ten or eleven years ago. Yeah. James oh. and I slogged and it is, it's a hard slog. 
and you start off with the baby bands and, and the little things and we were there to help basic records mm-hmm. with their bands but other stuff along the way mm-hmm. to, to where we are now with um, offices in London, account managers, pluggers, digital marketers and, and, and amazing clients and I, yeah, I'd, I can't believe it, I'm just still... That's mad. It's weird, and 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 I know, and it's great because you've been there for the whole journey, so you've yeah. seen it. Yeah, no, I can't that's what I'm saying. So long ago, yeah, you cannot, like... you yeah. cannot underestimate like the amount of work you put into it. So I think that's, um, I think that's incredible. And like you say, like the the, the thing that I've enjoyed the most, like especially coming back to doing reviewing, okay. is like date like. If I took the time to read what came through with the albums, I would be better informed, Lisa. But you know I how long I take to write that? I, I understand. Literally well, seconds. Yeah, but if I, if, I, if I did that, I would know. But then we get to a point where we'll review an album or we'll get ready to review an album and I'm really excited about it and Dave's like, oh, this is a whole tight album. I'm like, are they on all tight? Oh, fucking cool. Like, because like you get to see those those bands come through um, and... Like, recently anyway like we've been talking about the quality specifically in the uk it seems to be level enough oh, incredible but um like to see like uh like the the whole tight kind of promotion machine in the background kind of elevating some bands and really mm-hmm. kind of hitching like you'd like guys hitch to boss colloid before oh. this boom now oh, you clearly saw the stuff that was yeah. there and now everyone yeah. else is kind of like why did it take us so long so that's mm. cool as fuck yeah yeah. Aye, and and we've been behind bands like uh, Conjurer, who oh. from the from oh. you know really early on, who are starting to fly now. Yeah. I wouldn't say what I said on the last podcast about them. I, I think I said they were going to have like residency at Caesar's Palace. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I truly believe in those boys, though. I think yeah. they could do it. Yeah. Um, but so bands like Conjurer, bands like Harriet, yeah. um, mm. Ethica. All of these oh, Ethica. And even bands that aren't ours, Pupil Slicer. Yeah. yeah. A, a ton of UK talent at the moment that's just mm-hmm. like, uh As it's been it's been a, it's been exciting this year covering just the, the, the wave of them. And mm-hmm. um I think to me, like the, the kind of first glimpse that we were gonna get something really special this year was when Rolo Tomasi started yeah. teasing that stuff and that album <clears throat> I'm still listening to that. Them and Ithaca, like almost on loop. Mm. Um, yeah. still right through they've, they've never really been off the, the, the kind of the listener list and I think that's oh you mentioned Conjurer Conjurer d- dropped easily one of the most savage yeah. things I've heard yeah. this year and it just it gets more it gets, but I think it's we talked about it me and Dave talk about this all the time I think it's it's a levelling up not just in it used to be that you would see a wave coming of a particular style of music yeah. and that doesn't seem to be, be the case anymore it seems to be a levelling up almost in all genres in yeah. metal like, like yeah, the UK I was, to... was going to disagree but actually I, yeah. I agree with that I was, I was going to disagree yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my mind I'm going to agree but there is a levelling up in all of the genres yeah. and it, it's fantastic to see because it used to just be you know oh, like oh this year it's gent or whatever yeah. Yeah, like, 100%. Uh, 300 gent, but <laughs> uh, yeah. I loved that for like five years, so yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> they'll try to wash all the gent out my hair. Yeah, this year, especially because like last year, there was like Deathcore was like just killing it last year. Every yeah. second week, there was a, another Deathcore album. This year, it started off, I was championing the year of hardcore this year because I, I feel like it's been really strong this year, but. As the years went on, there's been a few other genres that are really, really been kind of taken to that next level. Post metal was one that we think this year is just huge this year. (laughs) Awesome. Um, 
I help, I've got a friend called Ted and I help him put together a wee playlist of like the best singles every mm. month. Mm-hmm. And just what you're saying about the whole genre leveling up thing, right through from punk to the hardcore scene, uh, right through to the post metal, there's a whole load of amazing prog coming mm-hmm. through. Mm. Uh, and even oh, the death metal that's coming out yeah. just now is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm listening to death metal, so that should that I'm <laughs> the I'm on? the barometer of Duncan used to tolerate death metal, and I'm now like in fact when we talk about albums we've been listening to, there's two death metal albums in there, Dave. Oh. So it wasn't a fluke. I expect sarcastic comments on the internet from whoever it was was like, oh, Duncan's listening to death metal. Did you not like death metal? I I I liked old death metal. See all oh, the who really. Was your who was your favourite old death metal band? Morbid Angel was my favourite death metal band. Lisa used to love a bit of Morbid Angel back in the day. Dave got me into them back when we were like, like right back at the beginning of college. And he was like that, listen to this, and I was like, okay, right, this doesn't I, sound like orgy. Um, I, mean. I put a tweet out earlier about I'm getting to work with a band that I've loved since the 90s and we're announcing it tomorrow. So I can tell you, oh. um, because this podcast goes out after tomorrow, doesn't it? Mm. So yeah, yeah, it does. So, uh-huh. so uh-huh. my next band, So In Love, <laughs> Obituary. Ooh, holy fucking shit. Obituary. Yeah. Uh, shit. Are announcing tomorrow, I think. I hope you don't have to cut this. No, this this uh, this epi- this show will not drop until probably <laughs> Sunday or Monday because of my tardiness. Right? So uh, a new album to come in January. Oh, but January? So you Jesus. Yeah, you don't have long to wait. <laughs> Dave. Oh, so uh, yeah. what's interesting? Mm. They, on um, relapse. Still on relapse, on- right? Okay. Still on relapse, and hopefully, I'm hoping this is the information that's going out in the press release tomorrow. Because if it's not, you're gonna have to cut it. <laughs> you uh, just let me know. Called... I'm, I'm a wizard stuff. Like I will this. do. You can just it's do a beep. Over yeah, it's not that. It's not the first flat. time I've had to cut out something <laughs> on this show. It's generally something so... that Dave said. <laughs> or because Kyle's went too far on a drum production rant that I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll shorten that down because uh, we want to keep our uh, listeners. 13th of January, obituary are, jo- are dropping Dying of Everything. Oh, this, wow. That's a great name. That's a great name. <laughs> oh, and do you know what? I'm, I was listening to it earlier. It's pure. Oh, come See, on. This is a thing we It's good. It's good. And and they've been one of my favourite death metal bands since way back when. Mm-hmm. I love a bit of so I'm going to be digging out the old slowly we rock T-shirt <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> all over the internet. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I like the I, I like stuff that's like last year and then this year. There's a whole wave of bands who like we were talking about like 200 stab wounds and Sanguisugabog. Yes, and, like bands that are just kind of really. It's almost like a. I described it as it's almost like a reaction to the other side, which is that supremely technical side yeah. that's really mm-hmm. taken off. Right. And now you like there's a ton of bands coming out going the other way. That's cool for yeah. balance because you now like as a consumer yeah. of music, you've got the choice. You can either depend on what mood you want. If you want to go a little bit stank, you can go into to something Sanguisugabog, and if you want to go something like insanely techy, um, you can't. It's not my particular flavour. Of death metal, uh, but I listen to. You don't like technical death metal. It's, 
Dave, go and sack him and I'll come and work with you because he's all wrong. He's all wrong. Did you not like Obsidious? Oh, it's Obsidious. Sorry. Jesus Christ. I like, right. I appreciate, listen, all these bands never get bad reviews from me. They get, like, okay reviews. My problem is there's a tipping off point for me on those albums where I just, it's not that I lose interest. I'm, I'm, I'm not enjoying the music. I'm marvelling at the musicianship. Whereas, in a, like, in an old school death metal band, I'm headbanging mm-hmm. all the way through. And I can't yeah. stop, and I can't stop smiling. And I might not be marvelling at the musicianship, but I like the music. And that's the... Yeah the flip of it that's fair so. enough that's fair enough see Dave you'd be more like Lisa and stop giving me a fucking hard time <laughs> no. bastard well, this is a nice contrast there's like a three way now Dave's kind of like and I'm just in the middle so that's why so, like, that it hasn't been released yet but we have recorded a review to the Circles EP which I had to come clean to Dave on right did say, you tell Dave yes, <laughs> you um, oh, Dave. I, I told Dave uh, we we likened the event to that 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 great scene from Lemmy going turned the wings against us. Um, <laughs> so we're like Lisa's turned turned us against each other. Well, um, no, Dave, I'm really sorry about that. You you should maybe explain to listeners what happened. A month, a month. I had that. In fact, maybe longer than a month, Lisa. <laughs> no, I want to rub it in. But yeah, I, I like Lisa sent me a message. She said, "Listen." I'm really excited that you, me specifically, not Dave, um, she's like, you really liked that last single. I saw it in your face in the reaction movie. You, you, Your heart grew three sizes that day. You're, you're under the bus right now, Lisa. Um, you're under and, the uh, bus. And, and what, what, what Lisa said to me is, listen, I can send the albums, you know, the EPs here, I can send it to you. But it comes with a condition. That condition <laughs> is... You can't, you cannot tell Dave that I'm sending it to you. Which I was like, that all right. So the press statement goes out like, like a week after or something. No, because uh, Dave didn't mention it for a month and a bit. Uh, so and when I sent it, when yeah. I got it in, I was like, ho ho, New Circles EP. Here yeah. we go. Send over Duncan. Guess what we're reviewing? Yeah. And he was just like, I was like, you don't you know, physically don't need to send me that, Dave, because <laughs> I've had it for a month and a bit. And by to the be way. Honest. You, Honestly, I'm just the physical embodiment of karma, and that's just me getting Dave back for putting you through the Nickelback single. There we go. This is this is what happens when like, you make me watch Nickelback. But yeah, so I but my my so unhappy. <laughs> I was. You've no idea how unhappy I was doing that. We almost came blows at the end of it, <laughs> virtual blows. But I said to Dave, I was, he was like, I've, I've had it for about a month and a half. I was like, by the way, you will rinse the fuck out of this EP because I've already listened to it like 30 times. And I, that was no joke. Like I checked yeah. I checked my, my iTunes thing. I'd listened to it like 30 times. Um, and our review has been done. We obviously can't reveal what the score was to Lisa. Because it's going to be, be like fair. a five out of five. You'll be spaffing your load over I, everything. You'll be like, oh, listen to can't. those harmonies. Those fucking <laughs> Can't can't comment on it, Lisa, because we're under we're under embargo. Um, so self-imposed podcast embargo. So, uh, um, Lisa, if it make what I'll do is, I'll send you an email, like, I don't like that. But you can't acknowledge to Dave that I've sent it to you. Thanks. It's a surprise. Um, so there we go. But yeah. Um, but so, so you, if you want to keep doing that, just keep doing that because that noise. I will. I'll send <laughs> Dave the obituary album then. <laughs> And you can wait a month and a half for it. Sounds good. Sounds I good. think, to be honest, you'll send it through to Dave and he'll bin it. Um, cause you the, fucking... I, I would you, never. You putting stuff in the bin? He does put it stuff was, in. It was one album. It was one Listen, album. We recently, we recently reacted to a, a song and the press statement said, 
third single. Um, and I was like, what happened to the previous two singles? And Dave was like, oops. <laughs> so he's he's clearly been in things. He's clearly got a search well, keyboard thing set up. It is. He's going. There's another fucking deathcore record. <laughs> Get that in the bin. No, that's not, not what he's like at all. Not. If anything, that gets shunted to the front. Yes. Let's react to that. <laughs> and Duncan Kyle are just like, oh man, deathcore. It's huh? <laughs> yeah. a pretty good Kyle. Savage, Plastic but a pretty though. good Kyle. I'll be honest with you. I closed my eyes there for a second. It sounded like he was in heaven <laughs> with bronchitis. Um, so, get What's your favourite? I'm going to ask questions. I don't care that this is your favourite. What's been your favourite record in the past couple of months that you've reviewed that you've just been like, oh. We spoke Personally, a bit briefly off air. Chrome Ghost to me is like, mm. in terms of like immediate, like kind of visceral feelings towards it, that one's top tier for sure i think it's i think it's because it's it's such an unassuming release you wouldn't know the artwork looks like it's a black metal album the music is like a combination of kind of it's like fuzzy kind of fuzzy sludge but yeah. there's a savagery in it that when it hits you you like the first track's like 13 minutes long and it's like this really ambient really beautiful really the dude can sing it's really like just whimsical and it carries you through and then in the last three minutes he hits a fucking growl that i i, I did about fall off my chair it is fucking <laughs> oh, savage I'm, I'm and really, it becomes I'm conan really at the I'm end really yeah. so so I'm that, looking for something to write it down oh no no they will send you a link I'm just giving them notes to do. So that that um uh just dabbled it. Uh, so that's that's definitely there. Dave, what about you? Dave. Yeah, that one's been on heavy rotation. Um the other one that we did probably around about the same time was the new Psychonaut album. Yep. Um Oh, that's I've got that on my list for albums of the year. How good was that? Oh, that's good. Oh, so good. Honor, sorry, Duncan, sorry. I agree with Dave on most albums and stuff when I'm uh, reading reviews oh, really? and you're doing reactions. Dave and I have really similar, apart from fucking Nickelback. <laughs> See, surely Nickelback knows everything that, that no, Dave says. No, no Nickelback. But Psychonaut, how good was that oh, album? It just seriously. hits you in all the bits. Mm. Make a single. It was yeah, nice. I liked it. Really it. Good. Yeah, I liked that one. Uh, Earth oh, Rise. So Earth Rise is another really good Earth album. Earth Rise, like yep. out of nowhere, an album that took, what, 10 years to make that... Yeah. I've been chatting to the guitarist. He was like, "That yeah, we wrote it in 2012. It's just we had to wait for the vocalist to stop living his life and yeah. kind of just, <laughs> just literally it. Like, he was, like the vocalist, wow. I think, moved him and, mm. and stuff like that, and then came back, and then they started putting the finishing touches. That album is absolutely stunning. Like, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's scary good, and once again, yeah. another kind of uh, post metal album. Um, big ups to it, and we'll probably mention when, when we talk about bands we've been to see but big up to steak steak released an album which is yeah. absolutely fucking incredible yeah. and then we saw them live and they're even heavier and better live like <laughs> it was just like it might make sense now can we just sort things out and flatten the curve but mm-hmm. um they were really good as well yeah sorry Dave, have, I taken off your, have i taken off your agenda have you got an agenda bit. for the- oh, awesome <laughs> There is this Sorry. is this is like Kyle. We all know Kyle's a militant one of the group. <laughs> He's the one that forces us to stick to a schedule, um, and we're not going to play by his rules anymore. That's right, Kyle. If you're listening to this, we're not playing by your rules anymore. And Lisa showed up, and you didn't. I did. I, did. Yeah. I showed up. And, yeah. yeah. And she doesn't do podcasts Kyle. either, Kyle. I 
<laughs> obviously, the, the the obituary thing is obviously a, a huge deal for you. But oh, prior to that, prior to that, like in the last what do you, what, ten years you've been the whole tight. Is that about ten years? Um, yeah, it feels like about fifty, but it has only been. <laughs> no, seriously, the amount of campaigns that, that James Monteith makes me do in a year, I just like chains me to a desk. Does he? One hundred and six this year. And that's just album, album campaigns. That's not radio singles. That's not digital campaigns. Mm. 106. 106. That's almost Kurt Ballou numbers there. (laughs) That's almost Kurt Ballou produced albums in a year numbers. Almost. Not right, but. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's really working you. That's about any reviews as Dave gives you to do in a week. (laughs) I mean, I mean, your your lips to God's ears. I mean, that's, (laughs) I mean, that's where we are. I I almost have time to masturbate, but not quite uh, in between listening to the album designs through. Where's the dick quacks? So prior to the the obituary thing, um, Uh has there been like a, like a moment um, where you've had That's like the go ahead to say like you're you're doing PR for this new album, you were like, holy yeah. shit, this is this is huge. Like, is is there one that sticks out that's like the the uh-huh. one or yeah, been probably a few, but... we're not supposed to have favourites. I know, but and, and 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 the the person isn't massive by any stretch of the imagination, but it's uh, Ishan. Oh, like, ah, nice. And candlelight came and said. Uh, would like you to do Ishan. I was like, oh my god! I like, oh, I love him. Like mm-hmm. seriously, one of the most intelligent songwriters to me personally yeah. out there. Um, absolutely loved what he did with Emperor. Absolutely loved all his earlier um, solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just loved his whole career, and then got that and couldn't believe it. And then they were doing an AHA cover. They did an yeah, AHA cover. Right. I remember that now, yeah. Uh, with the guy from Leprous. And I was wow. like, this it doesn't get any better. <laughs> that's cherry on the cake. So so that's a highlight for mm. me, but that's personal. It's not like, oh, the biggest name we've had. Um, I tend to shy away from the big campaigns that we get in right. because I'm really passionate about new music mm. and mm. bringing bands and punting them up the, the ladder yeah so that for me is where it gets exciting you mentioned boss colloid and i've worked oh, with them yeah. the whole way along yeah um and they're just one of the 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 best bands i think i've ever worked with they're such nice guys yeah uh, mall i heard on oh. a third second i don't even know if that's the right way to say it more um <laughs> 30 second clip i heard on instagram before uh george came out mm. that was way before that and I, I was like i need to work with this band uh and i contacted uh the label and i was like hello i'm <laughs> this band i really like this band and they said we don't have the money for pr we're just going to do it in house and i went i will take the band anyway yes <laughs> yes thank you and i did and i took it off them wow. and uh and we launched george and it was um, they're a phenomenal band yeah now oh, yeah. on their blast fucking amazing yeah yeah that must be so, yeah. really really satisfying to see as well when you see like a band start off like that like boss colloid and, and mall yeah. um i remember actually like way back i remember you guys doing um the first black crown initiate album as well when they oh, were yeah. like kind of just yeah. starting off they were not that well known but you know look at them now as well 
Um, yeah. So that must be really cool to see. And I think it's kind of similar for us. Like we we all, we do this because we love finding those kind of hidden gems. You know, when you, when yeah. you just when you find a band like Conan, for example, is probably our, one of our biggest examples. Like we reviewed their first album back in rock and reel. This was be fucking what. 2012, 2013. No one was talking, like, legitimately no one was was talking about them at all. And And we were just shouting about it, like, you need to listen to these guys, and then, like, if you just, you watch their projection now, they're they're fucking... Within two years, they were getting name-dropped on, like, the the Metal Hammer podcast, and, like, all all the rest, and, and, like, people like, you know, let me tell you about this new thing you should listen to. Like, (laughs) oh, they had an album out before. (laughs) Me and Dave were there for that. (laughs) Right, so... To you. This is yeah. what I was saying to you earlier when we were off air about um, why I love your site and why I've always loved your site, even since before when it was rock and reel, mm. when you did that. And I was really sad when you finished, genuinely sad, because I know you're so passionate about what you do and, and you do it for the right reasons. You're not doing it to be cool. You're mm. not doing it to say, oh, we've got this before everyone else. Yeah. You do it because you're absolutely passionate about the music and you're yep. out there every week at the gigs and you both have families and you both have jobs and you're out there slogging away meeting the bands doing the work and mm. you love it mm. and that's why i do this yeah. and it's, it's great it's just a really great way to be to do it because you're passionate about it yeah yeah um yeah i mean it sounds like an amazing job for for someone who loves music so much it must be really kind of rewarding is it yeah. is there is there anything you don't like about it though like what what's the worst bit about working in pr just follow lisa on twitter <laughs> uh no it's um it can sometimes be the sheer volume of work that comes through um yeah. sometimes you would love to just take a single album and give it everything you've got mm. but if you do that you're actually you're, you're not making any money anyway yeah. so you've got to keep on a number of clients at the same time mm. um that's about the only downside of it new managers maybe mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> you get when you get a band that's got a manager that hasn't been a manager very long right uh, and they're just so keen they will break your balls to the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this isn't how it works but yeah. okay uh, and, and that's about it so maybe just the volume of work yeah. um by this time everybody in the industry so whether it's uh label bosses or whether it's the prs or the reviewers or the journalists out there everybody at this time of year is knackered and just waiting for christmas because yeah. it's been a long year yeah. And it's every year. Uh, you guys will feel it with the amount of reviews and reactions, and you're like, "Oh God!" It gets to this point, and you're like, "Another one." Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, we genuinely yeah. we've joked about this a few times now. Like about two months ago, I was, I I was kind of high on life. I was kind of comfortable. <laughs> I thought, you know what, this top twenty because we do a top twenty at the end of the year. This top twenty is pretty much writing itself now. And this is this is cool, and I kind of know what's coming out before the rest of the year, and there isn't anything that I think personally is going to overturn the apple cart, so to speak. And then in the space of a one-month period, I think I gave out four or five five-stars. Dave yeah. gave out three, and Dave is not an easy man to get like a four-and-a-half out of, let alone a five. Um <laughs> And it was like, honestly, at that point, I was kind of having a kind of, but, and that's kind of kept me going, I think, is yeah. more the the stuff now that's coming out from, we mentioned, like a, a like an Earth Rise who, 
I hadn't even heard of before. Yeah. Uh, a Chrome Ghost I hadn't even heard of before. And these yeah. things are coming through, are like the aforementioned Arm for Apocalypse, who we yeah. didn't even know at the start of the year was, you know, what was going to be, if anything, an album from them this year. Yeah. So, like, all that stuff comes in, and that gives you a bit more just to get through. But you're right. I mean, we're almost in mid November now, and we have to start kind of winding things up. I think we have it easier than you, though, because we can wind things up for the end of the year, but you kind of have to already be looking at mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, we're already working January, February, March releases yeah. already right through. Um, and going back to what you just said about albums dropping late for your album of the year list, yeah. an album that's just dropping Friday the 11th is probably going to be in my top two or three and they're a band I hadn't heard of before um, at all. So, and I heard these guys via Primordial Radio. So, uh, there's, yeah. Are you just going to leave us hanging? You can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to leave us hanging. Like, don't it. It's not one of mine either. Do you ever go and find Because I've got Bone Carver out on Friday. It's not. Uh, it's a band called Seething Akira. Ooh. Have you heard of these guys? Did- I think I have the album, but I don't think I've checked it out. <laughs> this oh, is classic Dave. Duncan will like it. I is it reckon. Not quite, it electronic, electronic, is it? Oh. Electronic new core stuff. They sound like a mix. <laughs> Look at his face. Of, <laughs> Why is that uncomfortable? <laughs> Duncan. Duncan, he hates you. <laughs> like, we found out we only shamed him this year to removing his like, instant junk thing for the word industrial. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, that I have picked this Zero Mancer up album, like just so it shows that Ash's album's pretty good. Like, that, yeah, actually, it turns out there's quite a lot in there, Dave. Honestly, Dave, I, I don't know if you'll like it. Duncan, okay. I think, will like it. So they're they're from where are they from? I wrote it, I've written it down. Portsmouth, they're from. Really? Uh, a mix oh. of Lincoln Park, Corn, and The Prodigy. <laughs> but it's not. Oh, they're honestly, unfixed. They're uh, amazing. Yeah. I love They're like really fixed good. is the label that's owned by the dude from Cell Dweller and I fucking love Cell Dweller so mm-hmm. I, I've I've got the pre-order in now, Dave. So yeah, that's uh, that's bounced into my top three. I would say. Uh, oh, interesting. I pre-ordered that on Bandcamp Friday. I love them, and nice. and when you watch the videos, they're just out there, just like. I mean, they've probably sent us through things to react on, but Dave's just been them. So um. I'll just be in here shouting the see the Nakira flag then. Right? <laughs> Not even the publicist. Just. I mean, there's, there's, I, I would, I would argue. Lisa, that the biggest crime is not reading the press statements for albums, but it's binning them before you get a chance. Um, so, how many did you get through, Dave? How many? Genuinely, uh, this I find this interesting. You must have hundreds come through, surely. I, I get about, I'd say, <laughs> on a, a, a normal day, emails wise, between a hundred and hundred fifty emails a day. A every day? day, every day, between a hundred and hundred fifty emails. Um, not wow. all of them are albums, obviously, um, but, you know, just promoting something, singles, um, whatever, uh, or tours and stuff. Um, Albums-wise, um, probably looking at probably between 40 and 70 albums a week, probably. Oh, my goodness. That's I mean, such a lot. And you've only yeah. got space for how many per week? How, how many do you? 
do you review? Um, so we've got how many reviewers we got? The three of us, we try and do we, we try and do at least three a week. Um, sometimes more. More like four, but more, <laughs> you keep trying to say three and undercut three, that one there. Four, I don't know five. why four. four um, roughly four. And then we've got about another fourteen or fifteen reviewers. So we're probably we're probably covering about twenty ish a week, probably about twenty reviews. Something yeah. like that, between 15 and 20 a week, probably. That's, that's quite a lot yeah. for the size of your site. So that's, mm. but it's hard to cover everything. So something like Seed yeah. and Akira is going to get missed. Don't yeah. say that. Don't give him an out. <laughs> Don't no, give him an out. I'm always going to give him an out. It's Dave, honestly. I, he's got the twig lights. Yeah, he's got the twig lights. <laughs> twig lights. <laughs> I get a mention for the twig lights in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think, I think the. That's the, I think that's been, that is the most exciting part of doing this is the, I think that that stems back to how we used to, we've done, spoke about it before, maybe on a Twitch, but maybe not on, on a recording, but like when we were at college, like the, like studying music production and stuff, like the, on a Monday, you would go up the town with your, like whatever money you got from the college um, you would go up the town on the Monday and you would go to like a sleeves like the second hand music store that was in Falkirk or you'd hit like a like the Virgin when there was still a Virgin there um, or whatever shops were there you would go into those ones and you would go straight to new releases and you would you would scroll through to try and find something that you you never heard of before uh, you didn't know anything about and sometimes that was based on the record label so if you liked that label that was a kind of a check mark of trust um or like the, the name of the band the artwork or something it would grab you in and you would listen to it and it was always a gamble because you didn't have like itunes you can just like pre- I'll pre-listen to the singles before you like first it was a punt every time on on an album you go home and i think and I'll, you were always weirdly always trying to find the before hip, the word hipster was a thing you were always trying to find the thing that no one else was listening to to yeah. be in on the ground floor with that band and I think that's never... I think I've carried that through since I always want to hear... I love my old bands. I'd like, I've got playlists and playlists and playlists of old albums that I listen to and I go back to. But there's nothing more exciting for me than finding something that I've never heard of before and I listen to it. And like halfway through the album, I, I, I'm, I can't not... Because I listen to music and do other things. I can't not put my full attention into what I'm listening to. And you uh-huh. get like Dave calls it the the, the goosebumps thing. You like like get that yeah. chill in the goosebumps. That's when he knows an album's going to score really really high. To yeah. me, it's the the like the album takes over. I almost I, I I'm completely absorbed by the sound, and that's when yeah. I know something's like rocketing right up, and it's something special. And what I found yeah. is there are pulls and pulls and pulls of bands out there that I've never heard of before that are doing stuff surprisingly all in similar veins but putting their own spin on it and uh-huh. like it's just it floors me and then you we review the albums we're so high in it like and we're putting them out the the same week as i don't want to mention like machine head um putting out an <laughs> well, album i had to do it yeah. uh, machine head put an album out and in the same week abram's put out mm-hmm. an album or it's there or thereabouts was, yeah and we, li- we listen to that abram's album and i literally get chills listening to it because of how well it's constructed yeah. and we put out both album reviews but i know for a fact that most other publications are not going to touch that abram's album 
they're going to talk about the Machine Head album. And that Machine Head album isn't even really a good Machine Head album. Whereas that Abrams album is a fucking excellent Abrams album. And that's a frustration. And I can only imagine what that must be like from a band's point of view and from a PR point of view when you're like purely like pushing and trying to give the best start to something. But because it's coming out the same week as Slipknot, um, <laughs> you know, Slipknot's going to get all the press, good yeah. and bad. Like people yeah. are going to review that even yep. just to kick the shit out of it. Yep. Whereas they could be spending 10 minutes of their time like talking about something that's worthwhile talking about that no one's talking about. And you're right, but they're writing about the big bands to get the clicks. I know. These sites have to make money as well. So there's, you know, being the devil's avocado here. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, but I'm with you. Everything you've just said, I'm absolutely with you. There's that excitement about discovering new music, new bands, especially on like their debuts and stuff like yeah. that. There's there's a band just come out called Witch Fever that I'm all over. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's literally one of the albums that like, <laughs> we're going to be talking about later on. I've, I've listened I, to it loads, so. I thought I was going to hate them. Like, I honestly, looked, <laughs> honestly I, looked, I looked at the video yeah. and I read the press stuff and I went, yeah, nah, that's not for me, Black Metal Queen. I'm not going to be all about this put it on and i was like what is this <laughs> loving this um i i will always go for new music tiny bands over big bands every mm. single time that's where the passion is yeah, yeah. Uh, and i i think i'll always have that whether i do this job or not yeah um and that's awesome, it's, it's great that you're it's great that you're covering i get that you have to cover the big bands but it's great that you're also given a voice and given given a platform to those smaller bands, we don't yeah. have to cover them. Dave <laughs> just makes us cover them. I think the thing is, yeah. though, so see those big bands; those are the ones that actually create the best conversations a lot of the time because they're so like yeah. opposite. Like yeah. our opinion of the Machine Head album was way all over the place, so it was an interesting conversation. Whereas a lot of the kind of the smaller bands, the Hidden Gems, were all just like, "Oh, this is so fucking amazing!" Yeah, and we get, like we get called it. out in that a lot. Of yeah. I think people forget that when we do video content, so this is not like actual written site content where there's like a massive pool of albums. When it comes to this format, I think it lends better to itself to use it, similar to what you were saying, Lisa, as a vehicle to promote things that people probably wouldn't listen to. Yeah. And as a result of that, those things are going to score high because who's going to spend 20 minutes promoting something they actively disliked? So I think there's a misconception that when people see the YouTube videos that they're like, that. oh, here comes another four. And I'm like, <laughs> but why is that a bad thing? Why, why is that a bad thing that I'm talking about something I like rather yeah. than like being in misery talking about something I dislike? Like like Nickelback, where I struggle to, I struggle to find a good thing to say, except it made Dave happy, and like Dave's my best bud, so I want to see him happy, but not like that. You know what I mean? Not like that. Dave's chewing his knuckles right there. You know what I mean? It's oh yeah, it's it's not 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 like that. I mean, it's, I, I, that's the that's the. Like I, I get, I, I do, I get, I get the the eternal hustle of we're having to compete with things, and we've noticed that ourselves when we post. I think one of our our biggest scene reviews this year is Megadeth, mm. and that's yeah. an album which, by the way, none of us were interested in, and I forced us to, I forced us to do a reaction to, it, and I was like, this song's pretty good, uh, let's do like every single as a reaction, and then the album came out, 
And I mean, they weren't the highest scores ever, but I think by the time we came to talk about it, we were in a position where we could articulate what we really liked about the singles, what we mm. th- how we mm-hmm. thought they'd fit in the album, rather than coming to something like Cold, we got the clicks, and even when we weren't giving it the fives that other people were giving it, the comments for the most part were really, really nice. Like people mm. going like that, I, you know, I, I like what you said about this, are focusing on those things, whereas when we're doing the reactions, we're talking about how much we loved the song. I make a comment saying, Dave Mustaine, a pretty shit lyricist like that and that is literally all anything commented on like the, mm. the comments were like that how okay. can you say he doesn't do good lyrics it's not what I said what I said was some of his, I think my exact words were some of his lyrics can be a bit cheesy I stand I by I was going to say that a bit cheesy they're a bit Same cheesy as his album titles let's just but that was the comments. The comments, like the song had finished, and we were like that. This song's really good. Can't wait to hear the album. The comments. What do you mean, Dave Mustaine can't write a, like a hard hitting, serious lyric and what that? Did you see what we said about the, like the song though? But at least you're being honest. 100%. I've seen lots of places who will review these big bands. And they just suck dick. Yeah. And there's like a high score. And yeah. you're going, am I listening to the same album? Because yeah. I just listened to that and it's shit. Yeah. It's, it's the I'm architects. Not it's the, it's the just... architects that baffled me because that appeared on end of year lists. And I'm listening to it going that. Y'all remember, everyone remembers what they used to sound like. Mm. Like when they were fucking amazing and sounded unlike any other band in the UK and they had a bit of Dillinger in there and it was fucking snappy and punchy and we saw them live on that tour and it was fucking crushing. And like, we are listening to the same band here, aren't we? Because the new stuff, yeah, it's, it's going to shift units. It's going to sell a lot, but none of that stuff's there anymore. No. <laughs> like it seems, it seems like it's been tailor-made as a pop song as opposed to and I'm nothing yeah. against yeah. pop I love pop music but we'll, we'll get into this album I've got things to say about this album what? Um, slightly the ar- later on the, the Architects new, the, new, the New Architects album have you heard the New Architects have they got a new one out? <laughs> got a new album out, Duncan. Did you not know, out. Duncan? Are you just like slating? This just... is last year. I'm on about last no, year. Or they two just years dropped ago. one like two weeks ago, yeah. a week ago, something like that. See, this yeah. is... This, no, I did not even know. Is it? All right. All right, okay. you've got stuff to say about it. Right? I'm into that I will hold my conversation until you tell me why everything I've just said is wrong. <laughs> Amazing. Um, let's let's do that. In fact, what we'll do is we'll play a little bit of music and then we'll come back and we'll chat about albums we've been listening to recently. Kind of music you're going to play some... on this show. <laughs> Maybe some gigs as well. Yeah. Music-wise, well, you know, there might be a little theme to to this podcast. Like I like it, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> See? I knew you'd mention Cox again. Um, Lisa, you might recognise some of these press releases I'm about to read out throughout this podcast. Oh okay, so... Don't read my press releases. My favourite thing Please about don't. it is Dave is printing oh them God. off old school oh on paper God, and Dave. it's taking a red marker to grammatical errors <laughs> uh, and Dave. punctuation points. No, I'm only joking. He's not oh, done any of that. Getting me back. So, is this you getting me back? He wouldn't do oh that. God. He's not like that. He's not a petty person. I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> So, the first single of the podcast is from Australia, one of Australia's most uncompromising bands. We love Australia. To the Grave return with their heaviest album to date, both sonically and thematically. Since the release of their 2019 debut album, Global Warning, the caustic five-piece have garnered international success with 2021's follow-up, 
epilogue, a reissue of Global Warning with bonus tracks solidifying the, the position as one of the country's heaviest exports. <laughs> the new single, Red Dot Sight, comes from their upcoming new album, Director's Cuts, due for release on the 24th of February 2023 via Unique Leader Records. Red Dot Sight is a hard-hitting track about anti-vegan public figures and the media perception against vegan activists. Mm. Now, following a sold-out national headline tour in 2022 and revitalized by a new lineup, the band are more focused than ever, looking ahead to the release of their second album, Director's Cuts. To the Grave will tour in Europe throughout January 2023 with Shadow Intent, Enterprise Earth, and Angel Maker. Sign me up. Um, <laughs> so this is the new track. It's called Red Dot Sight. Check them out. Facebook.com forward slash to the grave AU if you dig it. And we'll be back right after this. But before we do, we'll just say, Lisa, if you want Dave to do like an audio version of all your press <laughs> statements from now on for a nominal fee, it can be arranged. That would be amazing. Now Please we can, do. Now we can play the music. Let's do it. <laughs> Oh, you 
Okay. So. That um, track was awesome, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Duncan. That. That's their one of mine. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I do I do actually genuinely do th- like There could track. be I'm a like... theme here, Lisa, um, of other singles that get played on this episode. So see if you can guess oh, what right. that oh, theme is. Nice. You can see what oh. if you can guess what that theme is. Oh, Dave, Dave is not telling us anything. <laughs> is it every de- is it every deathcore record I've ever sent you? <laughs> he saved them up. He saved them up for this episode. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He like, for a while there, Dave was we're going to call him Big Davey Deathcore um, <laughs> because it, it was he was like every Deathcore album was like lads I know we did six last week <laughs> but what's better than six last week than ten this week <laughs> it's, it's unique leader man they just, they just pump there was them a, there, was, there like, was a while there when one. it was like there was like it was just like if Buster's name wasn't mentioned on a recording <laughs> in one week, then it wasn't even a recording. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's worth saying that. I've got a fair few Deathcore albums on my end of year list. Oh, couple two. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're bidding down now. A fair few. Two. Well, there's two. Maybe one. Maybe we'll one. See how it goes. <laughs> Half an album. <laughs> There's a song I really like. Well, it's a breakdown, actually. It's a breakdown that I really like. It's going to make my end of year list. Um, so, That's an idea. What? End of year breakdowns. No. I'll come on that show. Let's do it. That's all I've done all year. Yeah. You forget like how long our top 20 is going to take to record. It's a night. It's, like, a, it's literally a night. <laughs> Where we could be doing other things. Well, it's a to night ourselves. It's a night with your best mate talking about music wow. and the, looking back over the year. <laughs> it's like a it's like a musical love story. It's beautiful. Um, there's yeah. a there, there's a certain point where and we, we've we've talked about this before where there's certain weeks that line up where we go and see a movie at the cinema and then there's a gig and then there's a recording like <laughs> and by the third day I'm just like that. I'm sick of you. Never <laughs> <laughs> see your wives. Do you spend more time with each other than you do with your wives? Um, probably, yeah, I probably <laughs> do. Yeah. Like, I mean, but that's like to in fairness, we were like that before we both got married. Yeah, yeah. So they knew what they were getting. Wasn't sprung true on that. Them. Wasn't true, sprung on true them. that. So. Dude, you're like the metal equivalent of PJ and Duncan. So. <laughs> And my name's Duncan, so there you go. And there Dave, go. Dave loves and his you've PJs. Got the hat. Dave's got the hat. Yeah, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's all gone wrong. It's all gone wrong. Uh, Dave, I'm save us, save us from PJ Duncan talk because I will sing. And you okay, won't let's not worry. Okay, let's get moving on. Um, so, um, albums and gigs, albums and gigs. So, albums um, and gigs. Uh, where do you want to start? Albums or gigs? Gigs let's or albums? gigs because there's less gigs than albums. Well, you say that, but okay. Um, let's start off with um, the furthest one back. Um, Duncan, you weren't at this one, but um, I did oh, attend. Oh, 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 oh. I was <laughs> shots fired. Um, I did attend um, straight from the path in um, I wasn't Edinburgh. Well. I wasn't well. Wasn't well. 
bronchitis. I had bronchitis. Sound like Kyle, yeah. <laughs> I had bronchitis. <laughs> bronchitis. Uh, which is what the show is, kyle at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, at the moment, he's, his house is like, well, I, I, at the moment, his house is is dark in the room that he's in because he needs to be because that's how Kyle kills up in darkness and just like that's he's, he's how he draws life but I get the feeling that there's a fire spinning up right now because he knows we're talking about him <laughs> and not a church burning which is a novel no. way in Norway so no. there we go um straight from the path um <laughs> emperor t-shirt uh, straight from the path um went to see them at the mash house um never been in the mash house before in Edinburgh um, which was quite an interesting venue. See, um, see if a band plays in there on the 31st of October, is it the Monster Mashers? Oh my God. Oh dear God. Get, I, don't oh, have really? I don't even have Where's a coat to get. Where's the um, Mashers? It's, it's like just across from Bannerman's, like direct, yeah. di- diagonally across from Bannerman's, um, next to, is it La, La Belle? La Belle, I think it's called, right next door. Um, or House of the Gods is quite as next to it as well. Um, yeah, quite a cool venue. Um did a little interview with uh, Tom from Vatican. They were one of the support bands. You absolutely <laughs> fucking killed it. I mean, like, they firstly, they should not have been on first oh. because the band that went on after them weren't good. Um, they should have been on first. Um, and they were, where were the... Where were the band on? The second band? Can we name drop them? Yeah, I'm Who... interested. It was a band. They were from um, Manchester, I think. Which uh, is why they were on second. Why? But the, so wait, it was Edinburgh. I, 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 I don't understand that if it was in fucking Manchester. <laughs> what was it? Um, I mean, they weren't bad. They were just the name. Were, name drop them. They were just very. They're not going to be on the show. Um, They're not going to be on the show. Uh, we're never going to be interviewing them. Come on, who are they? I think it was Guilt Trip. I think they were called. Um, the kind of meat and potatoes hardcore band, and I love hardcore. I really do. But I just felt like it sounded like the same song was being played for twenty five minutes. Um, so hardcore then, yeah. <laughs> Oh, for no reason for no reason see how I just anyway right in there. Um, Vatican were on first and um, usual gig shenanigans you turn up you phone the guy you text the guy doesn't he get back to you and then <laughs> then he phone, then he texts and say, or then he phoned me and said oh our PR didn't they tell us about the interview you know standard stuff and then where they were sound checking the they were sound checking <laughs> last so they were on <laughs> first um, so the doors opened at seven o'clock. They were on at um, half past seven. I got the interview started at ten past seven. So we basically had to do this interview in ten minutes before they went on stage. But lovely guy, um, really nice. It looked like he'd just woken up though, um, <laughs> even though he said he'd been sound checking. But um, lovely guy and amazing band. Like live band were absolutely phenomenal. Um, Vatican, the uh, the new album's called Ultra. I think it's called. That came out this year. Really worth checking that out. Um, then we had guilt trip. We were so so not good. Is what you said. Um, <laughs> Eating potatoes. Yeah. And um, true that. Uh, that is recorded now. Um, <laughs> and then finally we had stray from the path. Um, who were fucking awesome live. Yeah. I'd never seen them before. Um, that new album is a banger. It is a banger. Yeah, absolute banger. Um, they yeah they had the crowd kind of eating out their palm. They were just like really really good. Like they they hadn't played in Scotland for such a long time as well. Um, but yeah, phenomenal live band. Um, and then we went to Caven and Steak, which was uh, when was that again? That, that was, was in that was in venue. yeah, that was in room one. 
Room two. Room, room two, two, sorry. Room yeah. two, which you like is in Glasgow and it's basically underground. Um and yep. you've probably been past it a million times. It's on if you are on Buchanan Street and you turn on to Nelson Mandel Street, so you go round the back of the spire. Well, beside Urban Outfitters, at the side of Urban Outfitters, <laughs> and where Starbucks is, this is only relevant for people that have been in Glasgow before, there is essentially like a garage door, which you open up and it looks like a loading area. And mm. then there's a door down there that takes you into a basement venue, which is fucking amazing. Like wow. the venue sounded amazing, like designed purely for fucking bangers. And uh, yeah, Caven were playing there with Steak. And um, what a great venue for those bands, though. Oh, yeah. Well, Kevin hadn't played here since I think it'd been it'd been well, it'd been it, years. It like 15 years or 12 or 15 years yeah, or something since like that. It's actually time. been in Scotland, right? Yeah, and um, like Steak, I like we've been on their well, on championing them since Rock and Reel, so back when they released The Hutch. Um, mm. which I think was their second album and I, it was back when they were called Steak Number 8 yeah I've changed like six albums now yeah and I loved it then and it kind of had a more kind of post-metally sound and they've moved away from that quite a bit now their new album is fucking incredible it, it genuinely is and we were kind of giddy to see them live Steak sounded so fucking heavy live mm. it, it was kind of ridiculous the front man is like a total character like like absolute strange dude um but they were amazing life like impeccable i was such a good vocalist and mm-hmm. then kevin came on and kevin played for about an hour and 30 minutes an hour and 40 minutes yeah and it was a tour de force highlight of basically their entire back catalog and they were impeccable life i mean yeah. to the point where like it was just like it was crazy how good they were live um yeah. and also like you forget how ahead of that kind of mastodon wave of bands kevin actually were Mm. Like they were before that kind of crit, like everyone's like all these bands, Red Fang and Black Tusk and Blue Toenail and you know all these bands came out. There's a band called Blue Toenail out there. I apologise, but you know like the, like all those bands started coming out. Caven were at the forefront of that, and certainly a lot heavier then than they were now. But they played an amazing mix mm. and stuff, and really humble. I think that was the thing. Mm. Like they kept genuinely being heartfelt and thankful to the crowd their new album is a fucking blinder um yeah and the new stuff sounded amazing their live set kind of gave me even more appreciation for the the new album and when i heard it live i was like wow this like not only does it sound amazing on cd but live is just fucking unbelievable um i've went i've went back to a few times since the gig actually heavy pendulum is really good yep no interviews at that one because (laughs) no interviews at that one um i think the bands were like no and I think it was the last night of the tour, wasn't it? It was. We've oh, done this a few that. times this year. <laughs> like wow. we've landed on the last yeah. night. Who finishes our tour? Yeah, in yeah. Speaking of uh, bands landing on the final night of their tour in Glasgow, uh, moves us on to the next gig, which was Vukovi and Zand. I love um, Vukovi. <laughs> I'm not a surprise to me. I'm a geek for Vukovi and then Dave let me sit down and speak with him, which was Yeah, they were up for interviews. They were, um, they were really cool. Um and what a what a tight ship. That was like everything Maybe, was just like locked in. There, so there was, was no like SWG three um yeah. was the venue. But like the actual um like getting in touch with the, the tour manager, the, the interview, the times, everything was just like Fab. So Precision. like yeah. Awesome. Like I was just like this this tour manager is fucking on the ball. Like he was like on the phone, right? Paul, coming to get if you. you're listening to this, it's a go. shout out for you, Paul, the tour manager. We love you. He was awesome. Really it makes good. a huge difference when you get really, really key 
like yeah. star that, yeah. that just know their shit. He was, he, was, he was on he was on fine form the band were on fine form in the interview we had we didn't have a huge amount of time to talk to them uh although it, had we just interviewed them earlier um instead of all the the kind of pre-interview bands we probably yeah. could have got like 20 minutes from them but they were like yeah. 15 they need to be out of here and we'd already been chatting to them for like 10 minutes um and they were they were they were awesome they were yeah. really 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 nice um to chat to I've, I've been a fan of the coveys now since 2015 when they released that single boy george and mm. we played it on rock and Real radio back when there was a radio station that, like assigned to that radio. yeah oh, wow. and i fucking loved them then and i've been following them through and they just seem to be getting bigger and bigger this was their first headlining european and uk tour yeah. they finished off in glasgow which makes sense because they live just up the road and um they came out and played a fucking blinder of a set their set was like incredible and like they're still so young as well i still don't yeah. think we've even had the best of them i think they're mm -hmm. only going to get bigger and better however the support act talk about <laughs> just a i don't give a fuck fuck wow. you uh she was amazing what how do you pronounce the artist's name it's zant zant zand zante no zand zand yeah z-a-n-d she is a dark, dark kind of industrial pop. Ugly pop, I think, is what she yeah. classifies it. Or... And... No, is this a girl from Australia, no? No. She, I, mm, oh, it's, it's not who I'm thinking she, of. Um, maybe. I don't know. She didn't really speak that much. She sang a lot. She had a fucking Could amazing be. voice. Like, really, 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 really nice voice for the music. But she literally showed up with, like, an iPod which she plugged in and then with her like barely wearing a stitch a, of clothing a baseball bat a baseball <laughs> bat nice. like because Harley nice. Quinn uh, a pair of devil wings on her back um, and a mean attitude and some sexually provocative lyrics um, and she like she was the best artist Dave could ever take a chance to take photographs of because yeah. she posed mm -hmm. like a motherfucker and those Very pictures photogenic, were amazing yeah. And I liked it. I like what she did. I know you're not keen, Dave. Dave um, was like, um, she's, a, she's a, not the girl. I'm looking her up. She's yeah. not the girl I'm thinking she's of. Be beautiful singing voice. Her lyrics are a bit, a bit cliche. It's all kind of socially, kind of quote unquote woke, even though I don't like that phrase, kind of provocative sort mm. of content. And what's interesting about her is she, had, she actually has a really good screamy voice which mm -hmm. I think she should do more of for Ugly Pop. A lot of it was very clean. Yeah. Um, the ugly thing came around from most of the sexual content in her lyrics, of mm. which there was a lot. Um, yeah. a lot like, she's talking about things going here, there, and everywhere, Dave. And <laughs> there were some places I didn't know those things could go. Let's just talk about them. Um, so, there you are. I, th I thought um, she, had, she had tons of, of attitude, like just yeah. like very, very um, charismatic, but... Um, I thought like I was thinking about it afterwards and I think I think had we seen her in a, a small more intimate venue it was a big venue <laughs> it would have been better because it was just her on the stage there was no instrumentation no band it was just her plugging in her, her, her phone or whatever so it felt Maybe like she was just kind of like <laughs> like just her on the stage and I thought small venue more intimate where she could kind of react yeah. and I think that would have been better but um, I think I think she's got potential though. There was a couple of tracks. I thought, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, slot money was pretty good. <laughs> Quite like slot that. money is awesome. Slot money. Yeah. Slot money. What a great name. Yeah. Oh, she's like she's got she's got that side of things locked down. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like Vukovi came on stage and fucking smashed it. So heavy yeah. live. <laughs> like, yeah. there's another band that, like, it was at one point they released like a, they, re- they released the Kraken boom. <laughs> and it was like yeah. this boom coming, it's like, because booms are back in fashion. I don't know if you know yeah. this, Lisa. They disappeared for about a decade and then someone found the external hard drive that had all the boom sounds and every band's using it now um it is literally like they hit off a boom and dave was at the back of the venue looking at photos and the first thing he said when the, the venue were like that you fucking boom hit me right in my chest so so good live but yeah. love a wee boom oh yeah. yeah and they used it right um yeah and they were excellent live and i can't wait to see them become even bigger and uh, mm. nulla's their new album and it's fucking great it's like yeah. a total party album so yeah uh, final gig from Friday was <laughs> all the gigs rolled into one. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's like there was no way I was going to miss this. It was like all my favourite bands that I'd never seen before all rolled into one gig, apart from Decapitate, which we saw earlier this year. Interesting because so, it was called the Bucket List Tour. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dave just ticked them um, all off. Decapitated um, and Despised Icon doing a, a co-headliner with support from Oceano distant and viscera yeah um, and it was just like yeah early start so it was like as i said earlier to you guys it was like doors were like back at five first band was on, on like a half friday. past five on we a friday need to night speak to the promoter ain't nobody going to a gig at five o'clock on a friday yeah except dave except me yeah <laughs> i was there um did an interview with distant um which was fucking awesome really really nice guys um just really like really humble really appreciative of what we've done like on the youtube channel for them in terms of reviews and were you reactions. wearing your distant t-shirt i was oh <laughs> you fanboy that like, like motherfucker. do i wear it or do i not i was like no what i'm gonna wear it um, if i can do it with blood commands you can do it with this yeah I think that's um they gave me a free t-shirt as well i was like dave we'll hit you up with free oh. merch i was like oh what no way guys we got a t-shirt and a condom, so I was fucking happy he with myself. He did get a condom. Did get I a saw condom. the condom on Facebook. You posted yep. it on Facebook. Yeah. Like, yeah. bloody. I, I yeah. was upset because your dick wasn't in it, um, <laughs> which is the only way I'll receive. It's the so <laughs> only way I'll receive a condom pick these days is like, a vet um, peen. Um, <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, just um, really nice guys. Um, they did hint in the, uh, the interview that there's something coming in December. So keep your eyes peeled for an announcement um, in December with some uh, some big things happening. Um, they were fucking awesome. Um, another band that were dropping the bass booms like it was fucking 1999. It was just like from out of nowhere, just yeah. breakdowns and booms, booms for the whole set. It was Which great. Which should have um, been the name of the tour. Breakdowns <laughs> and booms. Um, because it's literally the list of bands that you're about to yeah. name off um, are all experts in breakdowns and booms. I've never seen Oceano either, so that was another one that I got to tick off the They play the Machine Material because that new single is killer. They played the new single, um, but pretty much everything else was like from like mm. depths and fucking contagion oh, how did you cope dave oh honestly. it was fucking amazing <laughs> his his voice is unbelievable like and like same with the distant guy i was like listening to it on on like when you hear the album like yeah. that's so heavy that must be like fucked in the studio yeah. a little bit no absolutely not live it was just as heavy it was ridiculous kind of almost sounds like you're setting up an argument for kyle and he's not here <laughs> <laughs> how were um how were viscera uh, i felt kind of sorry for them to be honest, um, because the doors opened really early and yeah. like folk, folk were probably still at their work. Um, so the, the crowd wasn't the biggest um, mm. for them opening. Um, they did a good job. They did a good job. I think they played one 
one new track from a, a new album that they're releasing, I think, next year, um, which sounded right, pretty cool. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Was oh, that you that's doing that one? Oh, you need either. That's right, it's Jamie. That's so, right, yeah. Jamie, the singer, is the runs unique leader. So he is the boss. That unique leader. That he, he owns it. That oh, he's right. the CEO. That's yeah. So wow. it's his band. Yeah. Nice. You could have Alan Lussie. You're going to say you could have him on the podcast there. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but they, they were good. It was just a shame they didn't have a bigger crowd, to be honest. Um, because it's like that way when we saw Impure Wilhelmina open for Cripple Black Phoenix yeah. and they changed the time for the doors at the yep. last minute and as a result they played to predominantly a room of five people. Yeah. Uh, All the way from Switzerland to come to Glasgow uh, on the last day of the tour and play to five people and sound fucking incredible to a room of no ones. Mm. Uh, except me and Dave, you know, somebody's, but... Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, despised icon though could have been my highlight of the night. I, I I'd never seen them before. Been following the band for such a while, wearing the t-shirt tonight just to you know get a bit of representation in there. No one can see it, but you know right, this is an um, audio format. So, yeah, so I'm so you know, glad you always representing the your... Duncan regardless. Uh, they were phenomenal. Just a band that have got their shit just locked in. Like their live performance, they sounded just unbelievably tight and they played a really good selection of songs from their their kind of previous uh, releases um i'm hoping they're going to do something soon they released a, a little ep of rarities on nuclear blast just recently um so i'm hoping there's maybe going to be something in the pipeline from them maybe next year but we'll see um decapitated we'd seen in march so yeah we saw them in march when they were doing their anniversary tour and they were playing all the old shit from like nihility and the negation and all that sort of stuff and i was in my element um, on Friday, it was more new stuff. So it was like the new album. They played a few tracks from that, um, Anti Cult, and the, the the previous few albums. Um, I I think they're really tight. They're really super, really heavy live band. But I just prefer their old stuff. The new stuff just doesn't do it for me as much, uh, unfortunately. So they were okay, but the the set they played was just ugh, it was alright. Um, and then that was that. Um, and then we'll have we've got a couple of gigs coming up, but we'll get to that later on oh, in the podcast. Yes. Stuff Boy, do we up. ever! And you like we need to get a restraining order out for me on one of those people, which <laughs> I believe Lisa, uh, Lisa and Co do uh, do a bit of PR for as well. So oh. um, I, I will save oh. it to the end, but I need to be. Like, you may have to give them an advance warning that <laughs> I will sexually molest absolutely every orifice I can get my hands on. Um, but that is a conversation for the end of the show. <laughs> Stick around. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so music. Let's get into music. Um, I know there's there's one album here that three of us were, are all going to be want to talk about because I know Duncan's been waiting on it dropping, um, and Lisa has also tweeted a couple of times about it. So I know that she all have listened to the album, um, the new album from Brutus Unison Life. Oh. We had a conversation. Oh. They've played. They played recently in Glasgow, and I said to Dave, "Well, we hit up and Dave's like that." I'm not gonna lie. Then I really listen to them, and I was like, "What?" Oh. I was yeah. like, "What?" What is like that? I, I only saw Shame. that. Yeah. Shame. I only saw that yeah. after the fact. Yeah, I, no, I, to... I, I flagged it up to him, and I was like, "That we should maybe go to this." And Dave's like, eh. mm. "And he's like that." Listen, November, st- and he was right. November was stacked. Like at one point, yeah. I think on our docket of bands to go and see, there was about twelve, and <laughs> so we've reined it back a little bit because as Lisa very carefully pointed out and our wives have never mentioned once we are married with children um and have responsibilities not for each other, not yeah, for each not, other. i mean uh, one day um one day the truth will come out um 
so yeah, yeah, like um, I, 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 you've now listened to it since, Dave. Do you regret your decision? Absolutely regret it. <laughs> Fucking yeah. <sighs> so oh, much regret. It's right it's what an album. What an album. So good. Her voice is just. It's one of those voices that just hits you right in the feels. Yeah. Just. Yeah. So raw and emotional. Mm-hmm. Love she, it. She's also the drummer. Didn't know that either. How did she not know this? See if you'd led with that, Duncan. See if you'd said, she's the drummer. I'd be like, like, right. Like, I'm she's the Phil right Collins of the band, Dave. You would have been all over that. Like, you would have been all over that. Dave played, been... Dave paid hard money to go and see Phil Collins <laughs> on his um, his retirement Final tour, tour. Which he's Blind still bastard. doing 12 years later. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, of course she's the... Even, so you genuinely have never... No. Right, I, I knew thought they were, you were just being kind of like, oh, that's no my sort of thing. No, I knew they were Belgian, um, and I knew they were a three-piece, but did not know that she was... Yeah, she's the drummer. The she's drummer. really, she's a fucking great drummer, plus she does all that singing stuff. Plus, as Lisa just said, our vocals are one of the most emotive things you'll hear. Yeah. Like, every, it, like it's honestly, it's like all goosebumps all the time. Mm. Yeah, it's... There's, it's... A, there's a single on that album, I think it's called What Have, what Have We Done? Or something like that. I play that every morning. Yeah. I drive everybody in the house bonkers <laughs> with it, making my breakfast. What have we done? <laughs> oh, I love it. Right oh, in the field. We could have been there. We're playing audio as well. That's a small it... venue. Has it passed a gig? Yes, it was the was fifth, it? I think. I want to say it was the fifth of November. Oh, um, fucking flagged it up, team motherfucker. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I was <laughs> sorry, when I was listening to it though, I was like. What even genre is this? Because it's really like difficult to classify. Like it, it goes in and out with so many different styles. Yeah. Like I was like, well, oh, here's a wee bit of kind of doom rock, and then there's a wee, oh, there's a bit of shoegaze. This sounds like post punk, and then we've got yeah. even a wee bit of like post metal in there. It's like British or British? Yeah, maybe, it's really good. Maybe we're in an era where we don't need genres. Maybe you are maybe. on a, a metal epidemic podcast, and we demand genres. <laughs> Otherwise, we struggle to make recommendations. Um, no, like the, the beauty, the beauty of them is they're another band that album to album you see the growth. And like I hate uh-huh. using, well, we talk about all the time. I hate using words like maturity in a in a band sound because it, some people see that as being well, they're old, and that's not mm. what I mean. I mean their sound has matured in such a way now that they've got a lockdown. I think Brutus could write anything they wanted. They could do anything they wanted, and I would mm. have faith. See if they said tomorrow they were releasing a country album. I I hate country music. I would listen to it because I have it faith would. in the craft that they do. That what their interpretation or version of that would be would be listenable. Yeah. Um, that, that's the mark of a, an absolutely brilliant band, yeah. though. That no matter what they put out, they would slay it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah, they were track, album, yeah. yeah, they had that track "War" on the previous album that I rinse to death. That's my warm down <laughs> music. Um, and she she has a couple of notes in that that I swear to God, mm-hmm. like I don't cry at anything, but I am that fucking I'm ball here close. It is though, like the album is very emotionally charged. Um, you, you, there's a real kind of feeling in her voice, like just when she yeah. when she's singing, she's, it's almost at breaking point. At yeah. some sometimes, yes. it's very believable. Her performance is very believable. Um, yeah, I really. I'm enjoyed sure it. they'll be back again, Dave. Fuck. No, in this tour they won't. <laughs> and I bet you they play to an empty fucking room because that's what's no. Well, that's a rant for another another show where I rant about how Glasgow audiences are pretty shit at the moment. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's an excellent album. Uh, once again, it, it just reaffirmed everything that I've known about them. It's also in Hassle Records, which is another Hassle release, which is 
killing it this year. Love a, a wee bit Hassle Records. So, um, yeah. Are they on Hassle? I thought they were on Sergeant House. No, they're on Hassle. Unless it's the Sergeant House in the UK and Hassle elsewhere, but ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, Hassle Hassle Records. Dave's you might get them at a festival somewhere. Maybe. Me yeah, Dave, sorry. Dave yeah, is it Sergeant House and Hassle? The gig hasn't been yet. When is it? It's the 18th of November. I am now retracting some statements. <laughs> um, edit, edit. I am no, I don't edit. I will publicly apologise to myself for giving the wrong information. Duncan, you Thank should be better. Um, I like that you're not apologising to Dave. He never, no, he's, he bends emails, remember? Um, he didn't even want to listen to this album. I've, I've physically, had they have been, had they have been, you would be sitting just now. Like saying we could have seen them, and I was having a chat. But Duncan, he listened to the album and he had an epiphany. I now think this episode is kind of like the audio equivalent of um, a Christmas Carol. (laughs) Like there's like Dave has played the part of one of the ghosts of Christmas past, (laughs) Christmas future, and Christmas present. Mainly, I've been the other ones, whichever one Dave was not and we have told him what will happen if he doesn't change his dirty ways. And it turns out he's woken up on Christmas morning to find that the Brits is playing in Glasgow on the 18th of November, and we can rectify the situation by going to see them live. My God, make it happen, dude! Wow. I'm telling you, now you know she d- she does vocals and she's a drummer. I know, I know, I know. Reminds me of you, Dave. People don't know, but Dave has a beautiful singing voice. He only <laughs> saves, he only saves for me. And it's only when did we're you ever, Did you ever sing on any of your albums? Did you no. ever, ever hear it? No? no? Dave's voice is so precious and so fragile <laughs> that it can only precious. be listened to in the car going to a gig. <laughs> Nobody um, needs to hear that. To, to me and no one else. <laughs> And it usually starts yeah. with, look at this photograph. <laughs> and that's how it comes out. That's true, actually. That's like, that's oh, true. here we go. Big Davy's nickel back again. Big Davy Kroger it's strikes no again. It's no long. Uh, but um, yeah, so we all love Brutus. Everyone should check it out. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? What else? I want to, I mentioned this earlier. I'm just going to get into this now. Architects, um, I've obviously dropped a new album. <laughs> I have clearly missed. But I don't blame you because for some some reason that this album really had fuck all promotion. Like I remember seeing nothing about this for some reason. Um, I didn't even know it was coming out until like a day or two before it actually dropped. Um, and as like you've said prior to this, Duncan, we were big fans of Architects back in the day. Some of their old stuff was utterly ferocious. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. We saw them live on the Hollow Crown tour, I think it was. Yeah, Hollow Crown is a fucking incredible album. Yeah. Incredible album. Yeah. yeah. So good. And that I mean that we're talking now like what 10, 12 years ago <laughs> a now. Boy, but, boy, yeah. Thanks, um, Dave. Had a few uh, albums uh, <laughs> since then. Um, but I feel like and I felt the same way about the last album. We spoke about it as well, but the new one is called "The Classic Symptoms of a Broken Spirit." Oh. Um, I could describe someone wanting to listen to Hollow Crimes again and being <laughs> given this album. Uh, so. I don't know what it actually, is. Actually, architects have been putting out memes or memes or whatever uh, on Twitter about uh, people that have complained that they don't sound oh, really? like old architects, and they're like, "We don't give a fuck." This yeah. is us now. I'm sure they're yeah. much. I'm sure the thing is, ultimately, at the end, and they're not the only band to do it, there's a lot of bands that start off with a very ferocious sound which gets them on their label, mm. and then uh-huh. over time, the real them comes out, yeah. or they, they enjoy the studio experience so much that they start to modify their sound. thing is, the dude can sing. 
Mm-hmm. And the guys can clearly write very popular sounding music. The problem, <laughs> the problem for me, is that they pitch themselves not to that crowd. They pitch themselves to the metal crowd, and they are no longer in that sphere. They keep I, being reviewed uh, by metal publications, and they're not a metal band. Is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I, I don't mind that they're becoming more mainstream. Like I. I I listen to like a, a lot of mainstream rock and metal bands. <laughs> any bands you'd like to mention right now? Not Dave? at all, not at all. Um, but <laughs> it's interesting because uh, this is how you remind me, Dave. <laughs> so, uh, um, but unfortunately, this just sounds. And I know that a lot of the other bands I listen to would fit in this category, but very generic and utterly forgettable um, is how I feel about the new Architects album. It's just so beige, man. Like, there is nothing Don't here. Don't sit in the fence. No, not, absolutely the not. Um, there is nothing here that will leave you with any kind of lasting impression after it's finished. Um, it just, yeah, utterly forgettable. Like, and for some reason on this, this album, they've added in these, like, weird kind of like Ramstein riffs <laughs> which just sounds so out of You're place like to sell it to me Dave so <laughs> no, like, no. like you don't say it like that <laughs> it's like that's the wrong band to mention I, I don't like Ramstein I know so you don't like fine. Ramstein but I, I do like Ramstein <laughs> what are we talking about here when you see Ramstein riff it's just that you know the predictable Ramstein plodding kind of rhythm that they do. That kind the of, awesome that... head banging. Yeah, is <laughs> yeah, this album the... full of bangers? Is that what you're telling me, Dave? Not, not at all. No, um, but they just. Sorry, it just kind of randomly pops up throughout the album, and I was just like, "This is so weird and out of place. It just does not feel right at all." But yeah, I just the whole thing just felt very, very repetitive and very forced to me. Like it just, it's just not my thing, unfortunately didn't enjoy it. Dave, Dave, do you, sorry, I'm jumping in. Do you yeah. not like Ramstein? Dave hates no. Ramstein. Dave famously, famously, famously hates Ramstein. I don't like Ramstein. Oh, really? I don't understand how anyone can't like Ramstein. <laughs> I understand like the, the new album hate because that new album isn't very good. Sure. Like, mm. like, 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 sorry. I liked early Ramstein, but it's just kind of, mm. uh, 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 mm, mm. there's far more interesting stuff out there oh, for me. I like a bit yeah. of Ramstein. <laughs> no, didn't enjoy it. Uh, what else? What were you? What were you listening to, Duncan? What have you been uh, ramming on the headphones? <laughs> Absolutely nothing, Dave. Uh, I don't <laughs> ram in my headphones anywhere. Um, I, I, I do want to make a small observation that things that I dislike. Right? Oh right, okay. Um, as you know, Dave, I'm a bit of a fan of Four Years Strong. Granted, <laughs> I'm taking us off in a different direction here, uh, yeah. but Four Years Strong have just re-released a re-recording of Enemy of the World. Right. And I don't know why bands do that when the album <laughs> isn't 50 years old. Um, because all they've done is change some of the melodies, not the way they were, um, and try to do different kind of interpretations of certain sections which aren't the way they were. And I'm fine with that live, but on an mm. album now, that's what's going to pop up when anyone... See, when I recommend the Enemy of the World to someone, they're going to put that in their fucking Spotify or whatever, that's the version that's going to come at the top. That's the one they're going to listen to, and I don't think it's the best version of the album. So, bands mm. out there, unless your album was really shitty, you know, in terms of the production, yeah, don't mm. re-record it on an anniversary. There's no need to do it. Yeah. Just re-release it with a couple of 
acoustic tracks like any <laughs> other fucking artist. Acoustic tracks. Like, yeah. Well, they could do that. They've got an acoustic album, so mm. um, they could do that. You know what I mean? Our fucking rarities, our B-sides, or I don't even think those things exist anymore, but <laughs> like anything like that, so just don't sit in the studio and re-record an album you've already done when that studio time could have been used to, I don't know, release a new album. <laughs> There we are. So yeah, okay. that's a that's that's a. I've, now that I've got that in my system, Dave, mm. uh, I I do want to talk about something that we may have dropped a review for. I think we have oh. uh, the offering, oh. seeing the elephant, oh. which yeah. we have uh, we have established on this show. Seeing the elephant is when you stand up in front of someone, pull the pockets out your trousers, and drop your zip. Uh, that is <laughs> that's when you know you have saw the elephant i am seeing the elephant tonight and not with my consent that's that hr video coming back um i i love this i think it's fucking great uh we spoke about it at length please check out the review it's on the youtube page um these guys gave me the slipknot album that slipknot apparently released according to some publications but didn't heavily experimental very 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 heavy really quirky in parts and just incredibly well put together. Um, it's catchy where it needs to be catchy. It's mm. punishing where it needs to be punishing. And that band really have a grasp of like guiding a listener through a song. Like, it goes some weird and wonderful places and it's produced incredibly. Uh, mm. So yet yeah, Seeing the Elephant by The Offering is, is an album that's still getting spins from me. Um, what, three, four weeks since we did our review. So I think it's yep. great. Interesting. Um... Lisa, what about yourself? Anything uh, you've been checking out? Um, aside from my own clients, I don't get a huge amount of time to listen to full albums. So mm. a lot of the stuff I tend to be diving in, out, in and out of right. singles or videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, albums that I have checked out, the new Psychonaut, uh, yeah. Obsidious, who were one of mine. So good. And, <laughs> so good. It is. Sorry, Duncan, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a girl that loves tech death, and the more technical, the better. Mm. But I, I totally understand from the other side how that can be really boring for someone to sit and listen to. Mm. Um, I like it when they start getting super intricate. I'm just like, oh. yeah. Yeah, um, and there's ex-members that, of Obscura as well. So, like, uh, you've yeah. got some kind of idea of what to expect, but, like... The, the level of musicianship on that album is just insane, man. Incredible. Just ridiculous. And the singer, uh, Javi, mm. I think it is, phenomenal. Just the yeah. absolute cherry on the cake what for that band. Pipes. Just incredible. Yeah, he can, go, he can do everything from the really deep sort of operatic cleans mm. right up to the, the intense growls. So um, I, I've loved them from the first single, and that's before I was even brought on as a publicist. Mm. I, I caught them on YouTube. I think it was Sense of Lost, uh, which is, uh, if you've seen the video, there's spanking and everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> proper BDSM. Yeah. Look up, look up Sense of Lost. He, he goes full on. I will, uh, after a recording and when the webcam is off. <laughs> yes, he's going to do it just now. <laughs> Nobody needs to see that. Yeah, had me um, a spanking big man. <laughs> See the oh, there was a wee band called Nicholas Cage Fighter. Oh, yeah. uh, I, had, like, I really like that album. It's quirky. That was bonkers. Yeah. I love that sort of stuff. Uh, I spoke about Seething Akira earlier. I've not heard the whole album, although Dave apparently has it and hasn't <laughs> given it 
Duncan. I mean, thanks for reminding me of that, Lisa. We will speak about it later right. on, Dave. We will speak I've got about a list here. Just <laughs> <laughs> writing them down. Uh, what else? Goat whore. Oh, yeah. You... Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We said uh, that briefly in the, the angels... previous one. So, I love Angels that. hung from the arches of heaven. <laughs> That's what you want. That's exactly what you want. Yes. That's what you want. Mirror that. Uh, and Ken Mode uh, just brought out Null, and I'm oh, all about bands like Ken Mode. Noisy, nasty shit. Mm. Uh, heavy. Love it. So that's kind of where I've been. Nice. I still to check that Ken Mode album out, actually. There's a band who are totally not of my ilk, mm. uh, <laughs> my dark heart. Uh, LS Dunes. Have you heard of these guys? That It's like an emo super group. No. Um, oh, who's in it? So is there's a guy from My Chemical Romance, a guy from Coheed and Cambria. Hmm. Uh, oh, there's other bands. I can't remember right. because I was never into most of those emo bands. Hmm. But they've they've all come together in this super group to put out a, a, an album called Past Lives. I think that comes out this week. Yeah, it comes out LS on the 11th. Games. Yeah, yeah. You should listen to that. It's really great sort of rock emo-y, just, it's just great. Mm. And I don't like that stuff. <laughs> I will check that out. You should. It's I'll add that to my list. Yeah. Um, nice. Actually, just just now that you've mentioned that, actually, it's just made me think of another album. Um, one that actually came up during our Vukovi, or your Vukovi interview. Oh um, yeah, well this was this was the great the great trying to find out what they what they yeah. actually said because they mentioned it in the interview and I'm like, oh yeah, totally as if I know oh, yeah. who they're on about and then um yeah, the artist said is, they were. this is where the confusion comes in. The artist is called Dave. Artist is called Bill Murray. Right. Right. So, so they mentioned this in the interview. Uh, Janine from Bukovi said, Oh, I've been rinsing the Bill Murray album. We were like like, now, yeah, yeah, Bill, Bill Murray. Yeah, now, yeah. We'll like the the problem is, earlier. like, and you can see it in my face. I get a wee bit confused, and I told Dave afterwards. <laughs> for some reason, I heard I heard them read Bill Cosby, <laughs> and I was like, "Was well, that a wee bit fucking, you know?" <laughs> like, all right, like, I see, I'm sure, like, I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, but yeah, Bill Murray. So once we worked it, it was Bill Murray. I then started searching Bill Murray and of course what you get is the soundtrack to every Bill Murray movie <laughs> ever and then it just happened the day from the following day and it's spelt differently yeah it randomly right. came up in my Spotify I wasn't even looking for it but so it's spelt it's all one word yep. and it's B-I-L-M-U-R-I yep. so B-I-L-M-U-R-I Bill Murray never heard of them it's so, really yeah. fucking good Goblin um, Hours and it's like Vakovi with you, how did you describe the, the guitars are thick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it now makes sense because I'd never heard of them, obviously. So then I did a little bit of research Dave's and I was like, this, because the, 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 the genres are all over the place on the album. Yeah. They go from like pop and the alternative, there's post-hardcore in there, a bit of metalcore in there. Um, but then I found out the guitarist and the guy who writes all the music, and I'm assuming does the, the male part vocals on the album, is the guitarist or ex-guitarist of a band called Attack Attack. Oh! All oh. oh, right, Crabcore. <laughs> yeah, Crabcore, yeah. Oh, those were the days. Yeah, so he uh, he was on that, that uh, first album. Is it the first album? Um, 
what was that album called? Remember the one you reviewed it, or you reviewed it for Rock and Reel back? Yeah, in the day. It was a, I think it might have been our first review think that we did was. for Rock and Reels way back yeah. in the day. So yeah. he was a guitarist on that album, um, and he basically left after a few albums with Attack Attack, and basically Bill Murray is his kind of project. Um, so it's yeah, it's like as you it's said, really the, good. the guitar really tone is really heavy um, on just on certain tracks, but it's super catchy as well at the same time. Um, there's like bits of it you're like, this is like newer. Death Havana or like yeah. 1975 or like uh, the band Camino or, Camino or something like that but then there's moments where they just drop into like a huge breakdown and you're like what the fuck is actually going on um, but yeah really good um, really good album it's only like 25 26 yeah, minutes it's, or it's something not like long that. it's called Goblin Hours um, mm. and it's really fucking good and basically it came up in conversation because they were talking about what they had been listening to that are essentially inspiring them for the next recording process and Bill Murray was the one that mentioned mm. um, which awesome. gets me excited because um, Vakovi could go heavy and not lose any of that like commercial sound that they have um, mm-hmm. And I would love to see that because, like, live they're a lot heavier than they are on yeah. on their albums. So, yeah. let, let me throw one in here that'll make everyone smile. Okay. Um, Dave, what was one of our highlights of the last two years? Of the last two years, Jesus well, Christ! Let's, let's, okay. go even, let's go even more insular. What was our one of our highlights last year? An album we fucking loved. It went up and up to the very top of the mountain, Dave. <laughs> the mountaineer? Would it be? <laughs> no. That was too much of a How dare you? You're fucking fired. <laughs> fired. Get him out of the um, house. It went up and up. Mole. Oh, yeah. That, that was my number one album. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It went up and up to the top oh, of the mountain. It was always at the top. It started at the top. Top of the mountain. <laughs> um, and they released an album called Diorama, which is fucking great. Did you mm. know in the last mm. week or so they've released an instrumental version of that album? Yes, I do. And it's fucking killer. Like, yep. I, I love the vocal. I love the vocals. I love the vocals. But... Like without the vocals, it's a completely different experience. It's like just as equally as rewarding. I fucking love it. It's really funny because when we did the interview with them in Glasgow, yeah. one of my questions was, "You did an instrumental version of of Yord. Are you going to do the same with Diorama?" But we spoke for that long that I didn't even use the question. I didn't even ask them about it. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god!" They actually have went and released an instrumental version of of Diorama, yeah. and it is fucking awesome. It yeah, really it's is incredible. Like it I've, so I've well. been listening to it loads, um, and yeah, like don't uh, what we said, don't slip on that album last year. Please don't slip on that album. And when you've not slept on that album, check out the <laughs> instrumental version as well because it's fucking bitching. Um, yeah. Right, let me let me just get something out of the way that might make Lisa angry, and I apologise oh. if I do, oh. but... <sighs> Dave, remember that time I said I was the biggest fan of Devin Townsend? <laughs> no. No, because I never said it, and like work, his new album is making me not say it again. Um, it's just really... Bush- what happened to him? Remember there was a time... Why would that make me angry? I think you were a big Devi fan. You're not a big Devi fan? I don't fan? like Devi. I don't. He's a, he's a fantastic human. Right. He's a fantastic human. Mm. I'm thinking about uh, a, a I, drunk conversation that I had, maybe with your husband, actually, where he was like, <laughs> you just don't God. get it. He is, no, he is. He is a, right. he's a right. huge Devon fan. Right. Um, but I, I, I've liked a couple of his songs along yeah. the way, along mm. his journey. Um, I like but, the old yeah, gun. I, I do well, very much like that. I love like early strapping your lad. I think that's cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of these kind of earlier projects that like um, Ocean Machine. I love Ocean Machine. 
um, and, and things like that. But then he went all that Ziltoid shit. Um, and now he's kind of reined it back. Light Work is the name of his new album. Um, and it's just really... He sounds old now. It's kind of like that's <laughs> the thing. Don't we all, I think, Duncan? Don't we all? You know what I mean? It just sounds that way where he's kind of. It's, it's like a middle aged album. Um, I don't mean it was released in the middle ages. I mean, it just sounds like fat rimmed the middle. Um, you know what I mean? It's, I, I, I don't know. I listened to it and I was like, it just sounded very safe for an artist that almost prided himself for the longest time pushing sound to probably the furthest it could go um, even in his production this one just feels I know he's doing a tour similar where everything's stripped back and more insular and more vulnerable um, but I listened to it and none of it he's an amazing singer I, that, I come back to that every time his voice he can hit notes that genuinely put chills down my back um, but none of that none of the stuff that made him remarkable in the early days is there now it's just a very it, it sounds like the sort of album that you would go and see in an auditorium and sit in your seat and watch him come out and do his stuff and tell a whimsical st- yeah t- tell whimsical stories in between the songs and everyone would <laughs> um, it's just not very good so let's talk to let's jump to something that I did like the okay. new ingested album which oh, fucks hard let's like talk about fucks that. hard right so this is the death metal side of Duncan that people like to criticise um, so Metal Blade Ingested Ashes Lie Still. Did they, this... did they used to be one of yours? They were one of mine. They, were on they used to be one day. unique leader. Right. And then they were also made the jump. They've made uh, a jump. To Metal Blade. And I think along the way, have they dropped a member? They're down I think they have. Three? Yeah. 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 There's only I've three people on this album. That, yeah, that sounds sure massive. I've not, I can't comment on this because I've not heard the full thing. So. It's, it's really fucking good. Um, it's it's just you know what it is it's no frills, no fucks, straight down the middle. Absolutely abusive death metal. Um, yeah. it's it's got a really crisp production on it as well, which I kind of love, and that is just fucking full of grooves and chugging. Mm. Um, there's a couple of guest appearances on there. Um, Matt Heafy's on it. Uh, so. For those out there that know, um, <laughs> and uh, if you know who he is, uh, this obscure guy who occasionally plays with them, um, he's on it. Um, Isn't a black metal band, I believe. Yeah, some some obscure band that you know no one's ever heard before. Uh, he may have a Twitch. I, I, I don't know. I've heard, I've, I've heard stories. He may have a Twitch. Um, but yeah, what I loved about it is, so I like I have a vague recollection of listening to the previous album. Um, probably for this uh, and probably shelved it in a place of oh, I'm never going back to that um, and now I've listened to this and I'm like that why have I not went back to it uh, yeah I like it, it's just really really focused there's laser precision, the musicality and, and the playing on it is fucking ferocious and it ju- it's a savage, savage release yeah. mm. and it's not long either it's like under 50 minutes, it's like 10, 10 11 songs or whatever and it's just it's, it's that the way I would describe it, it's laser point accuracy death metal um, yeah. it's really fucking good and I, I've, I've spun it a few times, Dave have you we checked need, out it? We need more bands keeping their music precise oh, just right in, more. yeah, straight yeah. down the Not middle over the hour yeah oh, the, all the tell Dave Get him sorted. He's fucking. <laughs> you were doing this album. It's an hour and twenty minutes. 
Uh, it depends on the album. It depends on the album. It depends on the genre. genre. If I'm listening to prog, I'm quite happy to sit and listen to prog with one song, Waffle On, for two and a half (laughs) Cripple Black Phoenix is is a great example of that. The new Cripple Black Phoenix album is an hour and 20 and honestly doesn't feel half that length. Mm. It's just a really, really nice, immersive listen. Um, But I can't... when you get into death metal, when you get into death core, you just want to be battered yeah. in the face, it's the bag of tricks. and then yeah. to get get it off again. You know, Dave you... Dave's described it before as like you get about to the forty minute mark and you've heard the band do everything, yeah. like all the tricks and everything are on display there. So all you're doing is like if this I've said it before, it's why I'm, a magician never shows you the same trick twice in front of your face because mm-hmm. the second time you catch the thing you didn't get the last time. Yeah. Mm. Like death metal's very much like that. De- like death core's very very much like that. Um, mm. But this I like I loved it. It's just got a really like I say it's like focused, mm. powerful sound and it's it's savage man. It's absolutely yeah. savage. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. They, um, I think they had a bit more time with this one due to like obviously the COVID stuff. Um, and you can hear they really kind of put the work in, um, on this one. A lot more kind of attention to detail on this album. Um, the way they've kind of structured the tracks, they're really engaging. Um, but they've also kind of ramped up a lot of the kind of emotional kind of heft uh, in their sound as well, which I think elevates a lot of the tracks. Um, and riffs wise, like it just it does not Amazing. disappoint. Yeah, well, it is <laughs> a massive hoof in the balls. This album is just hoof in the balls. <laughs> well, really Put that um... in the press statement. Uh, there's your quote: <laughs> a massive hoof in the balls. Did he actually say that? Yes, yes, they did. <laughs> More testicle. Ah, it's not all cock talk from this guy. Sometimes Dave's all about the balls. That's the kind of pull quotes you want as yeah. a publicist, though. <laughs> Unless you have it. to describe the word hoof. So we're not saying it's an actual like like foot of an animal. What we're saying is it's a it's a it's a colloquial term from Glasgow, uh, meaning a boot in the. Um, so yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I loved uh, the new album from Bloody Hammers. Like, uh, oh, it's uh, really good. It's really, really, really good. Really enjoy that album. Uh, yeah. That band. Um, that the last release was a wee bit disappointing. Um, Songs of Unspeakable Terror came out twenty twenty one. We bit hit and miss production wise with a bit a couple of questionable kind of choices on there, but um they've returned with uh, washed in the blood. Uh, it's a total banger, just yeah. like big gothic hook laden earworms. Um and for an album that they've put out just um over a year, like since the last one, this is great. Like it's really, really dark, really gloomy, but it's also got like a kind of upbeat feel to it as well, which is weird. Um, lots of memorable hooks uh, and choruses, um, a couple of spins, and it's like it's, it's yeah. stuck in there. Um, really good. It's, it's not an album you'd listen to for like virtuoso playing. You know, it's it's all about the the goth vibes and the, the anthemic choruses, and it's the album's packed with them. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed it. Hashtag goth vibes. Goth vibes. <laughs> putting it, putting it out there. Um... Love a bit of goth vibes. Of oh, course, yeah. but they're really good. And the thing about them is, I I just like because like I'm a huge horror fan. They've got the aesthetic down par, and the music really fits it. And I I've been a big fan for a while. Kind of like Dave, the last album it didn't. It wasn't as memorable as some of the other stuff they've done. Mm. This new one is just uh, just a smile all the way through while listening to it, much like I did with the new. 96 Bitter Beings album. Um, oh, yeah. Now, I'm a huge fan of CKY. I, I was back in the day, still am. Um, and this is the original f- frontman's 
new band. I'm going to say side project, but he's not in CKY anymore. Um, this is what he does on the side. It's named after the CKY song. Um, kinda as '96 quite bitter beings, and this is '96 bitter beings. Um, what what to expect from this? CKY, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it like, like absolutely no change in the sound at all. In fact, I was listening to this. Got that that riff is like, like <laughs> marginally different from some of the stuff on Carver City. Um, it's great if you like them. If you like CKY, you like that kind of thick, bouncy sound they've got. It's albums full of it. I love his vocals. Uh, it isn't bringing anything new to the table. Um, it sounds like this could have come out. 10 years ago under the name CKY <laughs> and you would have bought it. Uh, so yeah, I, I I enjoyed it quite a bit but I need to get my guilty pleasure off my chest. What is it? I fucking love this, right? I know, oh, no. I know I'm going to get so much shit for this. I've, I've got a guilty pleasure I can share but I wonder if it's the same one. I, <laughs> I bet I, it's not. I don't know, right. It's maybe one of my favourite names for a band ever because it's just so stupid. Um... This is no. not, uh, so the album was called Death Pledge and the band are called Chugaboom. <laughs> oh, I heard about these guys today. They, my, my team were talking about them. I fucking love this. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like a heavier a day to remember. Um, yeah. It's so fucking, it's so filthy in part. Like just big fucking horrible sounding riffs, but like cheesy, almost at times new metal rapping, singing over the top of it. Um, some deathcore vocals in there as well. They've got a bit of hardcore, a bit of punk. Um, it's 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 the sort of thing where I'm listening. I'm like that. This is what's wrong with the world. Like <laughs> I'm um the, th- the thing I criticise other people of liking, like kind of scene stuff music. Occasionally, there's a band that comes on and just hits the right vein with me, and it's the right amount of savagery and the right amount of cheese for me to be super happy. Mm. And it's a fucking really, really easy listen. And it's a headbang album. This would be fucking amazing live. So you put these guys on a tour with Electric Cowboy. Mm. And I eat this shit up like, man. And it's not even <laughs> like that, but it's that sort of party environment thing. Like every song is designed to mosh. That's literally it. It's like, he's a mosh album. Um, Kyle, if he was here and not struck down with bronchitis, um, <laughs> would hate the production on this. Would fucking... Mm be disgusted by the production of this because it is as fucked as a production can get but it suits this music down to the ground and I'm very happy mm. Dave you laughed at first have you listened Boom. I, I know who they are I've, I've heard singles but I haven't heard the album yet oh did you need to do the album <laughs> and then we need to bond over it <laughs> so you guys good. don't need to bond anymore. We do. We need to. Bo- we need to go to a retreat, like a like a, a spa day, where we get mani paddies and listen to chugga boom. Um, <laughs> it's so. It, I, I honestly, I hate myself for saying it. The last week where you're like that, I'm too old to be listening to a band called Chugga Boom. Um, it's it's fun. It's fun as fuck. Is what I would say. That's my that's my description for the poster. Um, mm. Fun as fuck. Fun as fuck. Yeah. Um, last one for me. Um, this is one one of those albums that when you when I heard it, I was like, "Fuck! Why did we not review that?" I was actually gutted with myself that we didn't review it. Um, because it's it's actually it's a whole tight band. Um, it's a, <gasps> oh, go in the bin, oh, Dave. Did you put no, it in the bin? No, I didn't. I didn't go in the bin. I just I I, I kind of thought it would be more in line with one of the other reviewers. So I was expecting them to kind of snap it up, but they didn't. And then when I heard the album, I was like, shit, we should have actually reviewed that. Um, it was a band called In Technicolor. 
Ooh. Oh, that's one of Hannah's. Yeah. 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 Um, right. Midnight Heavyweight, it was called, the album. Um, kind of kind of dreamy, sludgy desert rock. Why um, are we yeah. not reviewing that? You're fucking in the bin. That is like five keywords for Duncan, <laughs> even when you only said three. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really, it's very riffy, very kind of groove focused, but they inject mm-hmm. that gritty sound with this kind of big desert rock kind of atmosphere. Um, kind of like I was when I was listening, I was thinking it's like a little bit kind of Baronessy, a little bit of Queens of the Stone Age, but there's a bit of um, it's fucking killing me here, man. Other band, uh, Our Man in the Bronze Age, the one we reviewed last year, a little bit of that in there as well. Um, good harmonies. If you mentioned nice... Nine Inch Nails, we were getting a divorce, <laughs> like Ramstein, yeah. <laughs> a couple of Ramstein riffs in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like something we should have reviewed, but. It, yeah, it slipped the net for me, unfortunately. Um, I thought someone else would grab it, but it's really but good. But you're giving them a mention. You're giving them a mention True. for that. There it counts. True that. It doesn't count. Don't let them off. <laughs> Don't let them off like I'm disgusted with time. you. Poor Dave. Dave. Um, no, don't, no poor Dave. I might <laughs> I might even play one of their songs on the podcast. You never know. Oh, interesting interesting how he did that. Yeah. Um, right, let's, let's round out with some singles. All right. There's been shitloads and we need to get them out of the way so we know the people out there that we do listen to shit that isn't just given to us from labels. Uh, <laughs> we do occasionally go and check and we can we can rate good or bad based on that. So right. uh, let's talk about the new Gojira single. Hmm. Underwhelmed. I'm the same. Oh. I've not heard it. Oh. I've not heard it. How did it, I miss that? Well, it's on a sim track to something, and oh. it's it's you know that way where like occasionally they do the <laughs> thing they do where where it's no like burner and yeah. you're like that's the shit like there, and they've yeah. kind of moved into that phase of their career now where they're just like doing the uh. and that's it's a whole song of that it's a whole song of stuff you've heard done before on other albums uh, and no. none of it good. It's not very good. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's called Our Time Is Now, and I'm going to say, or maybe it's not. Um, so, <laughs> question mark. Uh, let's talk about because it, it was probably the biggest news in the last month. Uh, Blink One Eight Two have reformed under the original lineup. Their tour sold out so quickly they had to put extra dates on. My wife said, "Let's go and see them." I said, "How much is he ticket?" <laughs> She said the cheapest we can get in horrible seating is £60. And I said, wow. I saw Blink-182 on the Enema of the State Tour for £15 at the Barras. <laughs> and that was their best album. And that was 22 years ago. So <laughs> let's not go. And we're not going there. Um, and they released a new single, Edging. And it is average. <laughs> I, actually I agree with that. I it's, agree with that. It's like nothing you've not heard them do infinitely oh, better 20 years ago mm. it's very them and they, they sound like they're having a lovely time and it's very nostalgic but it's not a kick in the balls is it it's no. not like it's it's just yeah it's just yeah yeah i, I <laughs> like, like just really was like it's so underwhelmed unlike i was with the new pale dusk single <laughs> arena pd now i am all pale dusk this year the fact yeah. they've not released an album is testament to why Good people can't get great things. Um, that's what I'm doing. But neither. Um, Pale Dusk are the band. It's the only band I want to talk about this year. They're from Japan. They are everything and the kitchen sink metal. Um, 
and that's literally the only way to describe them. They are fucking heavy as fuck, but it is, it is like pianos, it's weird techno, it's dubstep, it's metalcore, it's deathcore, it's fucking punk, it's hardcore, a wee bit of jazz, some sexy sax, um, some kawaii style vocals, everything in the blender, and what comes out the other side is something that is truly magical. I love and Dave kind of half loves. Kind of um, on the fence, yeah. Yeah. And you're kinda, I, I think in the context of an album, we'll see where it lands for you. Yeah. Black Ice is the song that broke us. I was mm. like, here is my second born child. I give this to the band. Um, and you give me Black Ice. Uh, you, can't give her, you can't give her away. She's so smiling. Yeah, but like, she will smile while I'm handing her over. Um, <laughs> And uh, they, they gave me that. And they, they've been doing a ton of... In fact, they've just actually sadly pulled out the American tour with Loathe, mm. which, I mean, why that wasn't here. Um, but they're, you know, they're. I, I want to say they're going to be doing an album soon, right? Because they seem to be doing a lot of stuff. Do you have something? Do you have... No, they just uh, they actually came up during the, the Distant interview, <laughs> weirdly. As in they don't like them? No, they do. Um, right. so, like, I was com- about to say, don't make me hate this. Thing. I asked them a question about like stuff they listen to that's not metal. Like, yep. what do they check out? So it was like all sorts of like synthwave and EDM and Ariana Grande comes up as well. Um, but um, Alan, the, the vocalist, um, he's right into like um, K-pop and J-pop. Sounds um, like a so, good guy, Dave. So that led into <laughs> baby metal and then... Uh, Pale Dust came up, which he's heard of as well. He likes them as well. I think, well, the new single is... It's, it's not as bonkers as some of their previous stuff, but it's fucking savage. Um, mm. And Dave yeah. even said he liked... Well, you never said you liked it. He said that that's fucking savage or something yeah. to that effect. And I'm going to take that as a compliment. So yeah, Area PD, new single, Pale Dusk, all one word. Pale Dusk, Black Ice is the song to check out though. Do a little bit of Slay as well because it's been getting all of them. Um, it's all good. Uh, he is Legend have released another two singles on their album, which is yeah. imminent now. That's four songs from that. This could be the... This could be the one that could do damage to the top ten for me because the four singles are fucking great. Mm. And they sound heavier. Yeah. <laughs> Like they found an extra string on that guitar that they didn't know they had, yeah. and that's worrying um, because it, it seems it, like vocally he's amazing. I love everything they do, um, and then I suppose the other ones I wanted to touch on. Skindred released a new single. Oh yeah. Do you know Benji is fifty five years old? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Does Benji know that he's fifty five? No, old? he doesn't. He um, doesn't. I was doing a bit of Google searching here. He is because uh, like I like Dave does the research on how many bands and albums released, what the musical influences are, and all that <laughs> stuff. I found that I, I, I was like, "That how old is Benji? Oh, he's fifty-five. Let's think of other old musicians and see if they're doing songs like Smile." Fifty-five's uh, not old. Give me a second. James Hetfield is fifty-nine. <laughs> Right, James Hetfield is 59. He's only four years no. older than Benji, right? And what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, they ain't releasing songs like Smile, right? He didn't do that. Tom Araya, Tom Araya is, I think, 57. So he's two years older than Benji. And think about what Slayer did. Um, like <laughs> Jonathan Davis is 52, I think. He's a couple of years younger. Um, so what I'm saying is Benji's been around the block a few times been around the block a few times i quite like skindred dave quite likes skindred skindred are fun live they're very fun live mm. right i listen to this song i i i don't want to hear the album <laughs> yeah oh. 
I, I don't. I think the shine's off the band now. Mm. Oh. You know what I mean, I think that it's, it's sad because they are the one of those bands that at one point you were like they could headline a download. And then Download was like, no, it's Bring Me the Horizon. And then people got upset on the internet because that's what happens on the internet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The I think the the bloom is off the rose, I think is a fancy way of saying it. I just, Lovely. it sounded, this is what they're leading with. Their album's not out until fucking next August, by right. the way. Wow. So yeah, that's a wow, leading time that's there. Long, yeah. yeah, that's a long lead time. Yeah, and it's, it's not great. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say I was that impressed with it either, to be honest. And I like Skindred, but yeah, yeah it does, didn't do much for me. I did, however, enjoy the new Creeper single, Ghost Brigade. Oh, I've still to check that out, actually. It's really good. Uh, and I, that's a band that I have hard one eighty on, because when I first heard them, I was not a fan, and I'm now like, these guys are really fucking good, and I like mm. them quite a bit. So, um, I think that's all I have, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much the same. I checked out the new Brand of Sacrifice single today because Brand of Sacrifice. Um, I didn't even know uh, something new out, Dave. Um, ooh, smoking. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. <laughs> you know when it's heavy when Lisa says it's heavy, right? Well, this it's is heavy. like, yeah, it's heavy. I mean, we're like, oh, uh, is it? Uh, uh, to me, that'll be crushing then. Um, well, <laughs> um, I didn't check out all of it because, again, getting ready for coming to do this tonight, listen to a bit of it and it, it is literally just hits you in the face heavy and i was like i'll park that for later <laughs> that's not a that's not a pre-podcast listen that's yeah, that's it's, good. Yeah. it's actually it's really yeah it's actually it's really catchy the the chorus is actually really good and he's um he's trying some different things vocally which was was pretty cool to hear quite like the sound of that I don't like um, yeah <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it yeah singles wise i can't think of anything else do you have really. anything else on your list lisa or I do not, not oh, this we week. We've what was your guilty pleasure? Actually. Yeah, what was your guilty pleasure? You my never... guilty, oh, my guilty pleasure goes back to the albums. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, God. I've been listening to Taylor Swift's new album. It's really <laughs> good. <laughs> I've, I'll listen I to it. I haven't heard it. A friend got me into her this year, maybe, by mistake. Um, <laughs> by put... mistake she's like that here listen to this new deicide album oh no it I put my hymn. Taylor Swift album in it it was a hymn and he yep. put it on a playlist by mistake yep. um, and I listened and went what the fuck is this <laughs> and uh, yeah I no a new one came out and I was like I'll give that a listen and it's yeah she's it, made it really history with them. it you know really I mean? speaks to the middle-aged woman in me, you know. I've been listening. Listen, I, I'm upfront and honest about this one. I've been listening to Taylor Swift for about a decade, right? <laughs> me and TT go way back, right? And I, oh, I call her. God. I call her TT, right? Me, me, yeah, me and my TT. And uh, and um, yeah, like the new album's really good. And like I say, she's literally made history. I think she had all mm. ten spots in the singles charts yep. in the US, which has never been done before, and likely never will be from now on. So, um, yeah, you could see. She's a big deal. True. Look how angry not... Dave is, though. Look how angry Dave is, though, that we're talking about Taylor Swift. Uh, he's, he's moving in his seat. You see him shuffling. Yeah. Hey, I'm not I haven't heard it. Can't comment. I, I quite like it. I quite like it. Um, 
I liked it too. Okay. I did. I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'll give it a listen. I can wear them <laughs> down. I can wear them down with things. Like uh, I got him to listen to Hyam's last album, which he quite liked. I did quite I like that, that as, actually. I took that as a tick. Yeah. Because um, it's really fucking good. And they're very, very good as well. Uh, I, I suppose last honourable mentions, you mentioned Witch Fever. I think it's a good album. I think it's really, really, really fun. Uh, it's got a kind of punky vibe about it. A punky, sludgy yeah. guitar mm. sort of thing that I really, really like. And the long-awaited Hoaxed album dropped mm. and it wasn't as good as oh. I thought it was going to be. Did you love it? I liked it. Oh, I think, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. It I just didn't right. love it. Yeah, I, I kind of... Yeah. I wanted to, I think the thing is when we heard a single from them a while ago, I was all in on it. I was like, this fucking uh-huh. give me an album is. And they gave me an album of it and I realised that I don't think it sustains a full album. I think it like as an EP think, it worked perfectly. I think they're a band to watch. Yes. I don't think they've fully, fully realised their potential yet. Yeah. And uh, a couple of the singles that I heard along the way, I was like, I kind of love that, but I also kind of don't. And it yeah. just feels like they're not quite there. Mm. Um, yeah. I'll be excited to see to hear the next oh, one. Oh, they're going to blow up. It's inevitable. Yeah. They've got like they've got a look and they've got a sound about them that will blow up. And they've got a machine behind them as well, which will promote them to the moon. So, um, yeah. And I, I, I don't think they're going away anywhere. And very much like yourself, I think they are. That we'll put a pin in it and we'll see where it goes. Did yeah. you listen to either one of them, Dave? Hoaxed. Um, I've still listened to Hoaxed. Witch Fever? I I did listen to Witch Fever. Um, To be honest, going into it, I wasn't expecting to like it. I wasn't a huge fan of the the vocals, were a bit like, hmm, not really sure about that. But actually, when I listened to the album, I actually thought it was all right. Better than I was expecting. Bring them in. Excited excited to see them announced for download straight off the bat as well. They're on the the list for download. And it was nice to see some of these smaller bands. so yeah. that's nice. I like that. Yeah. Well, Download will not be able to book any bands out with those bands because they're all playing Las Vegas at the New Metal <laughs> Festival. <laughs> Which, I'll, I'll be honest, 18-year-old me <laughs> is literally trying to claw out my skin and into his jinko jeans uh, <laughs> and get me out to Vegas so I can sit and, and debate which band I really want to see Cold Chamber again or, you know, or Cold Chamber are playing the same time as... Hubis think. Oh! <laughs> um, yeah, a weird, weird. It's a weird. Listen, it's a weird lineup anyway because I was looking at the list there and you go through all those bands and Loader on it. Mm. And I'm like, Loader easily the heaviest band on that fucking bill. That feels a bit strange. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there we go. There we go. Not nice. Yes. Okay. Um, we, well, we are yeah. gonna. Um, we are we are gonna um, play a new song for you, and then after that, we're gonna come back and do a little album review. Um, or for our next track on the podcast, um, new progressive thrash hardcore group Skin Failure, made up of members of Black Peaks, <laughs> Memory of Elephants, and Quinoa, Quinoa, Quinoa could be. Uh, I've released a new single, Sleeveless Jesus the Void. Sleeveless Jesus the Great. Void is the greatest name ever. <laughs> oh man. Um, the track is taken from the band's Out of This World debut album, Radilac, uh, due for release on 11th of November via Small Pond. Um, a concept album, Radilac tells the story of an interdimensional Jesus <laughs> flung into... <laughs> flung into... 
can't. Flung into an infamine-powered wormhole and travelling through time and space. A full-throttle, high psychedelia record, Radilac is a sound of a band having as much fun as inhumanly possible. Elements as disparate as Every Time I Die, Sold. Mastodon and Sold. Slayer Done. clash and combine to thrilling effect with a bonus guest from feature from UK comedy legend Ed Gamble. Um, <laughs> Skin Failure made their live debut at Art Tangent in 2022 and uh, will tour across the UK in November with In Technicolor. <laughs> Um, no Scotland date. The fuck's it's that? Technically not the UK then. Not that I want to be pedantic. Um, but uh, yeah, check them out if you like this. This is facebook.com forward slash skin failure UK. Uh, this is Sleeveless Jesus, The Void. And we'll be right back with an album review right after this. <laughs>
Okay, Duncan, sir, it is time to start reviewing an album. It's and, time uh, to start running! <laughs> no? Not quite, no, no, not yet. Let's, no. let's, let's walk before we can run. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's check out the new album from psychedelic prog rock band Elder. The band's new album, Innate Passage, will be released on November 25th via Stickman Records and Armageddon Shop in America. So, uh, album number six from Elder, mm-hmm. which follows follows up um, a story of darkness and light, which was actually a collaborative effort they did with uh, Cadavar in 2021 mm-hmm. and the, the collaboration was a result of the tours being cancelled and covid and both bands residing in berlin um so technically you could say the last elder album was actually omens from 2020. you um, doing album mass i know <laughs> i know where no um, required re- <laughs> researching uh founder nick DeSalvo said this record channels the surreal world we live in from a fantastical point of view, mm. not super literally, and how we as humans process that. Everyone on their own passage through time and space and whatever version of reality they choose for themselves. The phrase innate passage appeared to me when writing the record. Passage and transition are necessary in the human condition, and this process is intrinsic to us. All the growth and introspection we underwent in the past few years totally made this apparent to me more so than any other experience in life so far. The album was recorded and mixed by Linda Dagg at Clouds Hill Studio and then mastered by Carol Saff. Okay, Elder. Um, are you familiar with Elder? Were you? No. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> and I just, interesting. I, I just, oh, I'm, uh, yeah. You picked it, <laughs> okay. so I was expect. I don't know what I was expecting, but you, you were like. This is the album we're reviewing on the show, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. I could go one a couple of different ways." Fully expecting a hardcore album. Fully oh. surprised it's not a hardcore album. So. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, yeah, so I'd, I, I was familiar with uh, with Elder. Um, really liked Omens uh, from 2020. I can't remember if I actually listened to the collaborative album when it came out. I listened to it like for this review, but I actually can't remember hearing it when you're I actually you're not came. the biggest fan of split stuff anyway though so no, it oh, this is me. true this is <laughs> true I only saw that was like nope <laughs> oh no <laughs> not for me um so yeah Elder um they've always Elder have always put albums out that are that take a few listens to kind of fully like digest mm-hmm. uh, for me anyway um but I mean I often get an, like an early indication whether I'm going to like the album or not um, but for me to get my my head around all the kind of intricacies and layers of an elder album it takes a wee bit of time, mm-hmm. um, and it's I mean this is only five tracks, but it's fifty three minutes. Yeah, I mean it's not a short um, release. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not. Um, so it definitely this one still took like a few listens, um, and I think it was probably on the, the third listen that for me that all the kind of the kind of mechanics of the album started to kind of become clear, mm-hmm. um, but. I, I knew on first listen that I actually really liked the album. Um, as soon as that kind of like kind of fuzz laden bass and drum kind of groove kicked in mm-hmm. on a, a catastasis, is that how you pronounce that? Catastasis? You've said it, so that's how it's pronounced. Catastasis, I think. Um, um, that, yeah, when, when that kicked in, um, I, I knew this album was going to float my boat. Um, 
And then Elder kind of do what Elder do. They, they start to bring in more elements, kind of almost like one at a time, and then they start to build a track up from the ground, adding in layers of texture and atmosphere and harmonies before hitting you with that wee cheeky riff. Um, and that, uh, that opening track is kind of like a, a kind of perfect example of Elder in their element. You know, it's, it's, it's got depth, it's rich with melody and atmosphere. It's got some, it could be some of the best vocal harmonies I've heard them do mm. to date, um, but they they never kind of let you get too lost in that like kind of proggy, psychedelic uh, kind of concoction of ideas. Um, they always kind of kind of rein it back in and bring it back with a really kind of like groovy, kind of driven riff that kind of resets you or or sometimes they might even go in the opposite direction and lean more into that kind of ethereal side of their sound. Yep. Um, and they do a bit of both on the opener. So I think it's a really good kind of appetizer for the, the kind of rest of the album. Um, and it, again, it kind of highlights just how kind of insanely talented these guys are. Um, the guitar work is, is phenomenal on this album. Like the, the, the solos, and I'm not like a big solo guy, but the solos are really good. And that first track, the solo just kind of fits perfectly. It doesn't, doesn't feel forced. Um, just kind of slots in nicely um, and the, the vocals are very very well crafted as I said the harmonies are are sublime on this album and you hear it straight away on the on opening track and then each kind of chapter of this this album kind of takes you on a I'm gonna use it on a, on a journey Duncan <laughs> it takes you on a journey um, but it's, it's true it's true like each track has its own Separate voyage. Um, oh, voyage with, uh, is a good word. I like that one. That's 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 uh, us against the word journey. Um, yeah. So, um, and they've all got their own kind of like ideas and kind of twists and turns, but the the tracks all feel linked as well. Um, and whether the the track is ten minutes or fifteen minutes, it doesn't feel like they ever let it overcook either. Like I, I never felt like any point like. All right, this song has gone on too long. Like, just like cut this. Let's go to the next track. I feel like I felt like everything had a purpose um, and a reason for being there. Um, I I didn't feel like the tracks felt their length, even though that's only five tracks. Um, I was kind of so caught up in it that I didn't even really notice. Um, I think that there's a track on the album called "Merged in Dreams." Yeah. Um, and I think that, like that was the track that kind of almost kind of fully encapsulated the, the album's theme um there's a really great arc to that track um they talk about like passages and transitions in the in the press release and i feel like this track really delivers those really really great transitional moments um from the kind of slow burn intro it has these kind of spacey kind of prog keys and pit guitars mm-hmm. and then it moves into a kind of a still quite quite slow but kind of heavier riff um, but then they use those background guitars, or the pick guitars, as to kind of bridge into something more upbeat and, uh, and groovy. And that track, like in the middle of the track, it has it has it all. Like mm. like it's got the the prog licks between the bass and the drums. It's got the uplift and lead work, great melodies, and then the way they kind of pull it all together um, and kind of bring the the end to a climax is really really well done. And then I love the way that track kind of bleeds into the last track as well with the the synths. Uh, becoming the intro of the the closing track, which is the purpose. Um, it's all very well done, um, and it kind of actually the, the way it finishes that track is a kind of similar piece of guitar work that starts the album as well. So I liked how they kind of kind of linked it all together. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a really really strong album. Um, 
the only the only criticism that I have, and it's a, a wee bit of a weird one, but the the vocals on this album are are brilliant, like fantastic vocally. Um, but the, there's something about the choruses that don't feel super obvious. Hmm. Um, and like because the tracks are really really long, really winding. The, the first couple of times I listened to it, a couple of the choruses completely passed me by. Like yeah. I didn't even realise it was the chorus. Um, and they they don't overplay a chorus either. Like the a track like uh, Coalescence, like it's what ten minutes long. Yep. They play the chorus twice yep. <laughs> in the whole track. So there's there's moments that I felt like they could have either made a couple of the choruses a bit more pronounced. Um, sometimes they kind of transition into a chorus where there's no huge kind of build up. And I feel like the impact wasn't quite as big as I was expecting or as big as it should have been. Mm. Um, or they could have even maybe just added one or two more choruses to balance out the length a little bit. Um, it's my only criticism of it. Um, and then the other side of that, they, they are a prog band at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, that's it's, it's just the kind of the nature of, of that style. Um, and But there are still certain vocal moments on the tracks that you'll start to kind of latch on to and you'll find yourself kind of humming the melody as well. Um, but yeah, not not a lot to grumble about for me on this one. Um, it's it's diverse, it's very just dynamic. Um, you can hear the Elder just, you know, don't just do the same album over and over. You know, they tweak each release and give it its own kind of personality. Um, this one I felt was a little bit kind of grander in places than Omens. Um, and I think a lot of that might be from um, the kind of strings that they use um, that are added just to kind of elevate certain kind of sections. Um, but it, it, that as an album, it felt slightly less prog heavy as well. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't feel quite as busy an album as Omens. It was a bit more spacious in places. Um, but another really strong release from the band. Um, I, I don't think, if you're a fan of Elder, I don't think you'd be disappointed with this at all. Um, what about yourself? For someone that was new to the band, what did, what did you? how did you get on with this? I, I liked this quite a bit. I, yeah. I think it plays to a lot of what I enjoy, my musical sensibilities in, in a lot of respects, even though I have a, apparently a plethora of music sensibilities, because I, I do have a wide range of stuff that I enjoy listening to, and if something hits me in the right mood at the right time, um, you, you will find me smiling, and this is an album definitely worth a smile or two. Mm. What I liked about it was there's a real attention to the production on this one that kind of grabbed me you were mentioning about the keys earlier on the keys mm. have a kind of a very kind of late 70s yeah. sort of vibe about them which totally fits in with the kind of fuzzy sound they've got going on mm. but even down to the choice of sims that they use on the keys felt very authentic of the era the, the band that sprung to mind on that was something like kind of later day of the sword um mm -hmm. Like their use of keys, we'd spoken to them on on uh, on one of their tours, where they were basically telling us the reason behind their use of said keys was that they got access to just a huge array of retro keys, and they mm -hmm. sat down and found sounds that kind of fit their aesthetic. And I kind of get this vibe here as well. It, it works because it doesn't overpower the track, yet it's different enough that it makes it stand out. Um, Coalescence is a great example of that. Um, the keys at no point are obvious, yet they completely work within the track whilst at the same time using a sound that I wouldn't conventionally pick to go along the sims mm. in the track. So it, it's weird how they've done it. Their, their approach to that is, is surprising 
and it, it does it, it it really fits together um mm. what i love about them is there is a kind of there's a grand feel to the song composition almost mm. on that kind of film score level like you know they really 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 are a confident band i mean i don't know many bands we've listened to a few this year but there aren't many bands that even on a track like the purpose can play the majority of a song with little or no vocals at all and then bring them in in the last couple of minutes to close it out on a nine minute song you know what i mean mm. it's like uh, there's a there's a degree of i would say confidence in the music's ability to keep the listener's attention there because people are you know preconditioned to mm. kind of hunt that vocal line um yeah. especially in a band that they know is not instrumental and, and they don't go out their way to make it easy but at no point does it sound obstructive or you know obtrusive either it just it all feels very organic mm-hmm. and then when you're talking about that song composition style as well i had picked up on the fact that there wasn't necessarily the hooks that i was expecting in places mm-hmm. but then i also kind of felt that's what made them sound a little bit different mm-hmm. um you know it's what's made them because I, I did it was maybe on the second listen before i was kind of humming away at certain bits or whatever um, by the third listen, I still don't know if I was humming a chorus, <laughs> but I was very much aware when they were coming back to something I'd heard before. Yeah. It's like, oh, right, that's the central point. That's what we're supposed to be focusing on. That's mm. cool. Um, and you're you're right. In, in certain instances, they're, they're not in any hurry to give you it, and they're not in any hurry to position it in the same place it was the previous time they did it either. Which, I, once again, I like that idea. I like that idea of, like, let's let's see where the music takes us. And if we do return to something, cool. If we don't, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it'll take a long way to get back to something that we want to do again. And sometimes we'll never come back to it at all. And there's a kind of freeform, kind of almost aloof mm-hmm. sort of thing going on there until you actually start to scrutinise the music and realise that it is methodically done. I mean, yeah. like, to, to a fault... Everything is placed perfectly here. The the way they build up their tracks, the way they allow that space to come in and then branch everything out so you get this cacophony of different different elements all, all, all kind of washing in. No point too much. And I would also argue no point too little. Because I sit and thinking that's a bit thin. Um, mm. it, it's a, such a fine, fine balancing act they've managed to do. I think maybe... And you've hit the nail on the head here. If you're a fan of this band... I think it's very easy just to get on board with this. I think if, unless you are of the school of kind of prog listeners or, or, or people that are into longer form music, mm. some of this might be a bit daunting um, at first. But I would say it's definitely, even on those extents, I think you, if you persevere, you will enjoy. I, like there's, yeah. th- there's just a craft about it. And then lastly, uh, vocal melodies are incredible like the guy has a, such a clean smooth tone that's deployed very very smartly and once again not overused at all if i was this guy i'd be singing over everything like mm. there would not be a bit where there was not vocals but the fact that he holds back and picks moments that he feels right this bit could have some vocals i love that as well it's just it's smart songwriting and it's mm. songwriting not for the sake of shifting units it's songwriting for the sake of what's best for the song which Arguably, we should all be trying to do, but that's not always what sells particularly well. So yeah, I, I thought this was, I thought it was great. Also, the, the last thing we were talking about, the production. The production is very undercooked here, in a, in a yep. way that I like. So, mm-hmm. like there's the, for, From my perspective, 
that drum sound is about as natural a drum sound you're going to hear. Yeah. Um, and that kind of organic feel really suits our sound. Mm-hmm. I've heard some prog stuff where we go the other way and everything's a little bit too tidy, a little bit too immaculate. Here, that earthiness, like, it suits the sound. If anything, it amplifies it in the best mm-hmm. possible way. So, yeah, it's a, pleasant is a horrible word to use when discussing <laughs> anything except, like, your wife's new dress that you think it's okay. Um, or, like, a dinner with friends which you wish you'd never go to again. <laughs> well, that was pleasant. Um, <laughs> You know, like, Pleasant's never a great word to but this is a pleasant sounding album. You know mm. what I mean? It pleased yeah. me to listen to this album. It's mm. pleased me every time since then. Is it, you know, end of year material? Probably not for me, but, I, I mean, I'd be hard pushed to pick a bit where I thought, nah, that doesn't really work. Oh, you know, yeah. that doesn't really hang together. It's, mm. a, it's a very, very well-crafted, very well-written album. Mm. Um, and, yeah, they, they can now count me as a fan, um, I, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get time to jump back and check some of the older ones, but if they put something in the future, I'm there for that. Yeah, the, the older ones are a kind of similar format. It's yeah. very like long. it's five, six songs, like all kind of 10, 12, 13 minutes long. Um, yeah. yeah, so um, what we're thinking score wise for this one, I have a real issue scoring this album <laughs> because I have tracks on this album that are really good and i'm like that's a clear like 4.5 i could throw a 4.5 at that and then i have other tracks on here where i'm like that's a good track but it's not quite as good as the other tracks maybe just not quite as memorable because there's kind of less of a punch in the chorus or not as many choruses on the on the track for me um and i also have an issue with albums like this and this happened with like boss colloid as well these kind of longer kind of more kind of proggy kind of experimental albums I, i take a while to come around for them as well um, mm-hmm. I found with like Boscaloid, I was like, I, I think I scored at a 4.5, but then by the end of the year, I was like, this yeah, is you a were high on it, yeah. Um, and I feel like this might happen with this album as well, but um, at the moment, I think I'm sitting at a 4 out of 5 on this one. I think it's it's very close between a 4 and a 4.5 for me. It's really a, a tough one to score, but I think I'm sitting more on the side of the 4 than the 4.5. What about yourself? No quandaries from me, this is a 4. All right. Okay. Like, I, I have no debating on that one. Um, yeah, and like I say, like I challenge anyone to listen to this album and not enjoy what they're doing. The only criticism mm. you might get are from people that think that maybe some of the tracks are a bit too long. Mm. But then, why are you checking out a band in this genre? If that's an issue. So yeah. if, you, if you're saying that the previous stuff is all similar form, then if you're yeah. a fan of the band, you're gonna love it. Yeah. Okay, um, so um, links to the band below, you can check them out. Um, let us know what you think. Um, if you're checking this out on YouTube, stick some comments in. Happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. And that is the review, ladies and gents. Okay, time for another single on the podcast. Um, this one, I mentioned it earlier on. felt it was only right because I feel a wee bit guilty we didn't review the album. going to stick a single in the podcast. Um, Rock Quintet in Technicolor have just released their new album, Midnight Heavyweight just spoken about it, uh, on Small Pond Records. Uh, The band are an inventive four-piece comprised of technically gifted musicians cutting loose and playing music that's about as far removed from their day jobs as as it's possible to get, and they are doing it better than a good portion of their contemporaries. Uh, Following on from the success of their debut album Big Sleeper in 2020, in technical return with their signature sludgy riffs and desert atmosphere whilst showcasing the band's matured and refined songwriting skills see they use matured so it can't be a bad word absolutely not 
Um, so this is Turn It Loose. Uh, check them out. Facebook.com forward slash in technical or band if you like what you hear. And we'll be back right after this.
Okay, ladies and gents, um, it is about that time where we start to wrap things up on the old podcast. Um, we've obviously got one more podcast left of the year. Um, <laughs> and us. I mean, that's <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, most like most labels and PRs are probably starting to send out their, their last few kind of remaining releases of the year. Um, although I've, I've got a pile of stuff in for 2023 already. Which is just oh, fucking not looking at it, Dave. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. It's getting yep. filed in a folder. It. We're not 2023 folder is there. You said it's this last year, and then I had over the Christmas period the Forty <laughs> What Sun album, which was fucking great. Hmm. And uh, did we not also have Bloodywood? You're um, you're also going to have a bitchery. So. Have a bitchery as well. Oh, <laughs> bitchery over Christmas. Huh? Oh. <laughs> we got on Christmas Day and the Christmas yeah. Day. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, he's savagely carving up that turkey. Fucking <laughs> 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 it. Um, um, do you um, do you have much left this year? Or are you kind of like starting to look at twenty twenty three now? Yeah, we we're on the final. Um, we're on the final few. I think there's maybe six to eight releases to get mm. out the door. Right. Uh, I think uh, we're planning on finishing early this year because we're so knackered yeah. um we've uh, i think our last official day i think uh, it's around about the 16th um and then we're going to go into like an admin period yeah. where we're just all just chilling out and doing data and stuff mm. um there's what's to come out uh bone carvers out and Sogtha, we've got Obvert, another death metal one on Unique Leader. We've got Circles coming out. Oh, Circles. Um, circles. I had it for a whole month and a half ahead of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, and then after that, it's straight into uh, the January releases. Uh, and we're, we're it's, it's a nice place to be in, but we're booked up right through past spring. Um, so that's awesome uh, yeah, it's good because we've got the next what next next year there'll be new orbit culture as well oh yeah uh, we like them they're mm. a good band yeah um nice and a few surprises along the way stuff i can't talk about <laughs> uh, but there's a I'm lot sure. of good stuff coming yeah what's been uh what's been your most fun campaign this year there's been one that's just been like <laughs> just just a just a really good fun time just to, to kind of work on um always probably conjurer yeah uh they're a really good band to work with yeah. uh they're really considered about what they do and when you've got a band that are so into every aspect of what they do uh it's it's just really easy to work with them, to yeah. pitch them to places. They've got good stuff to talk about, good stories. Um, and yeah, I, the Conjurer uh, Pathless album was was brilliant to work mm -hmm. this year. Yeah, I was looking back at the release schedule for the whole year and I was like, my God, was that this year? Was, <laughs> yeah. you know, not many. I was like, did that come out this year? Yeah. Um, another personal highlight was the Crown Magnetar EP that came yeah. out and that was maybe March or something. Yeah, that was killer. Uh, Death Core on Unique Leader. That was that was great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. 
awesome. Um, so yeah, as I said, we've got um, one more podcast um, in December to do, but in between now and the next podcast, we've got a couple of gigs coming up. Um, we have awesome. got this week, um, we've got uh, Zeal and Ardor with Harriet on nice. Friday, I think it is, Friday in Oranmore in Glasgow. Um, our man, Dave has never seen Zeal and Ardor live. I, I saw them at Tuts and they are fucking incredible live. So you better get yourself strapped in. Yeah. Honestly, be prepared to fall in love hard with that <laughs> band. They're really fucking good live, really good live. Our, uh, our man Matty B, he's going to start with a wee interview with Harriet, hopefully. So um, that would be uh, that would be awesome if that all works out. And Matty B, Matty B. <laughs> um, and then next week we've got um, our man James is going to sort us out for Perturbator and Author and Punisher. Ooh, They're playing. Um, nice. That's Glasgow. the one I was talking about earlier on. Tristan might not be safe from Author and Punisher. I may molest him hard. I I fucking <laughs> love that album and it is still sitting about that top spot for me for the year. Um, Author and Punisher. Just being... say that. Oh, just say the publicist said it was fine. I thought, you were gonna, I, I thought you were. I thought you were about to say. Just say the sparrows don't roost in the east. Like it's a cold war message, which gets me past the molestation part. It means you yeah. can have a wee grip. Uh, you know what I mean? Like so, uh, no, I like I I absolutely I I adore um, Author and Punisher, and I that new album is fucking jaw droppingly mm. good. And what I love about it is it's another one of the Duncan I told you so. I said at the start of the year when it came out, it was fucking amazing. And what I've liked about it is over time, Dave is slowly like, you know, Duncan, this album's pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I know, Dave. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, yes. And Perturbator are always fucking great live. We've seen them yeah. before. We thought it was a couple of years ago now, but they just consistently release great albums. So I'm mm. ready to get my synth wave on. <laughs> yep. So we'll uh, we'll let you know how those go on the next podcast. Is there nothing um, else? Do we not have anything else before the next podcast? I think there's I think another that's only two I've got. The only two that we've booked, I think. Brutus. Brutus, obviously, has just come to light. Um, Fucking hell, this is why this thing is so... I've got to try <laughs> and get it going at this gig. Can we, get a, can, we get, can we get someone in here? Need to check that one out. I'll check um, out the deets on that. And uh, although we may cancel this one, isn't there one at the end of the Um... There, oh no, that's me. That's me going to see Poppy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to see Poppy <laughs> at the end of the month. This is the fifth time we've scheduled this fucking gig. She's released two albums and three EPs since <laughs> she released I Disagree, which was the album I originally bought the tickets to go and see. Uh, so yeah, I'll be going to see that. Uh, and I've also got, not that I want to bring up things, Dave, I also have my calendar, uh, The Faces of Death Tour. Are we not going to that now? Um, is that another one you said you couldn't go to? No, I can go to that one. The, the one I couldn't go to was the one just now. All right. You've just been there, so. Okay. It's Rivers in now. <laughs> I know, Rivers in now. You've got a really good album last year. <coughs> yeah. That cough that gets. Fallujah as well are on that. That's, um, Fallujah are on that like one. That Fallujah album. Um, yeah. Hopefully like you've not scorched earth because you didn't think I was be able to go. <laughs> oh, we're not fucking going to your gig. Fuck you, <laughs> promoter man. We don't want your gig because Duncan can't go. Uh, turns that Duncan can go. See, as a fuck you is a term of endearment in Glasgow. Um, and what it means is, geez, I shot at the gig. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I could potentially go to that one. Okay. 
Yeah, cool. I'm going on the radar. Um, yeah. Um, just finally, want to say thanks to thanks to Lisa for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Um, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome anytime. Anytime you right. want to come on. We we have the, in the morning night then. <laughs> we have we have a third person who's currently out with bronchitis. Um, <laughs> so I'm not I'm not saying that he won't be on the next show, but I'm saying that if he's not on the next show, there is a there is a empty space. Dave has <laughs> three grids on his screen, and you have to put something in that grid. Right. Well, I'll I'll come and chat the arse off. See, there we go. There we go. There we are. That's the all we I'll need. Do the, I'll do the Kyle. You, you could do the Kyle. Uh, the drum production is not. I, I would love to hear the drummer if he was on this album. <laughs> we love you, Kyle. Get better. Yeah. Get crabbit, well soon, Kyle. Crabbit bastard. Looking forward to meeting him tonight as well. Shane. Have you never met him? No. Oh. No. Oh, you second. Back. You and Kyle no. have never met each other or been on the same call. Are you actually <laughs> Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> Let's <laughs> pull off the Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> he knows we love him. That's why we tease him mercilessly. So, especially when he's not here, we give him a wee bit oh, harder when he's not here. Always when he's not here. Yeah, it's, it's so much more fun because we can't get a reaction from him, and it's also a good barometer to find out if he ever listens to anything he's not on. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good, it's a good testing thing. If he doesn't mention it, he's not listening to it. Uh, oh, there we go. Yes, thank you, Lisa. It's been yeah. a, a fucking delight chatting with you. Uh, uh it's uh, been fun. Yeah. I love you guys seriously. Yeah, yeah. we, uh, we uh, hugely appreciate the stuff that you send over for yeah. us to check out. <laughs> yeah, um, and also for taking a punt on Dave way back in the day. Because <laughs> had you not sent things through to Rock and True. Roll Reviews, me and Dave would still be reviewing the albums we could afford to buy. <laughs> Um, and it would have been a small pool of albums uh, uh, but yeah it, it's, it's, it's crazy to think it's been as long as it has no. and like I said before at the start it's crazy to think that it just feels like Hold Tight's just about to enter the next phase of what it is you're doing oh. and that's that's nuts it's absolutely nuts I know well I, I was looking at your uh, the, the client list on the website and like the, the, the labels like just like it's just like Napalm and MNRK and Candlelight and Uniquely. They're just like... A who's who. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Season of Mist. We've got Season of Mist and yeah. Relapse this year as well. And, and there's more coming on Relapse. next year. So It's amazing. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on. I love I love chatting about music. So. Yeah. If and, if and uh, if anyone wanted to follow you on the social medias, um, don't <laughs> like the like the twitters for example, where you do post stuff about the industry and you you like a wee gripe, but you also like to point out the positivity in the industry as well. Yeah, uh, what what's your what's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is Lisa Loves Cheese. There you go. Go and give her a follow. Dave will do something with show notes and stuff. And if he doesn't, I've forced him now to do something with show notes and stuff. So. <laughs> See what I did there? Below. Delegation. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> right, Absolutely. what are we closing out on here? I, I well, wonder who promoted, who set the PR for this last track? This here? last track? Oh. Let's have a think here. Um, Is it me? It comes from one of our favourites right now, Duncan. Oh, right, right, right. One of our faves. Um, it's the last single from the release, I'm assuming, because the release is pretty, pretty soon. Oh. Um, the track is called Echo. Oh. And the band are called Circles. Um, 
this is the only track that I've we didn't to this react like to. about 40 <laughs> yeah. times now like dave like over the last <laughs> month and a half when it's not been available to other people yeah we um <laughs> we reacted we reacted to the the first two singles um so i thought i felt like you know we need to just give this last single a little push as well um check out the the ep when it drops on the 25th um we have a, a review about to drop any time now spoiler we highly recommend you check this out. Um, <laughs> this scored high. <laughs> uh, this track, it comes from the new EP, The Stories We Are Afraid Of, Volume 1. As I said, it comes out on the 25th of November on Wild Thing Records. And it's fucking awesome. Just just listen to it. It's fucking awesome. Um, Facebook.com forward slash listen to circles. <laughs> it tells you in the link, listen to circles. Yep. Um, and this is Echo. Um, hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be back next month with another. Until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Close, so close. A voice in the echo, it won't let me let go. Closing in, whispering in my ear. When you Maybe my love just don't mean anything Time stands still Inside my own shadow With nowhere left to go I